0: Welcome, welcome. We are back and we are live. Let's go. I'm Jordan. I'm Corey. And this is Courtney and Full Effect Podcast and we're back. We are back. Like we never left. We are
1: back like we never left. Jordan Let's, is going to do the intro because I'm going to talk a lot.
0: He's going to talk a lot. Let's y'all. get out the way now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it. This is episode 13. 13. Let's go. Lucky 13. We about to get it in. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you have been waiting, but guess what today is? What is, is today? It is the investing it's the, the investing episode let's go here we go i know y'all have been waiting for this we've been building up for it but guess what i lucky I, F-
1: I i <laughs> yeah
0: <No. laughs> corey's been building up for this but lucky 13 we are about to get it in today you are going to get the knowledge that you've been waiting for all those investment tips everything you need to know i'm just excited as you are because i know none of this so that's this not is true all news no to me. no no
1: jordan knows some of this stuff he does not know none, everything none, none,
0: though none of this none he does,
1: of no this. no as my client do not lie <laughs> i have said some of this information to you and you shall retain information as well okay
0: according to corey i'm supposed to know some of this uh <laughs> but that being said we're about to get it in guys um we are going to start off with our housekeeping. Housekeeping. A- oh, sorry. See, see
1: how I messed it up. House yep. cleaning. That's why I just said call it house
0: cleaning. Housekeeping. House cleaning. Yeah. Housekeeping. Guys, we're going right. to start there. Oh, for our first-time listeners, we talk about health and wealth and finance, fitness, and everything in between. All right, this is a finance fitness podcast. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, again, thanks for tuning in. All right, so housekeeping. House.
1: Housekeeping. Keeping. Housekeeping. I think keeping. I think it's housekeeping
0: stuff we need to fix from last episode. But
1: you clean your house. Okay, it's not. It's <laughs> not from last. It might be from last. last it might be from Yeah, because I, you know, I'm I'm backed up on the videos, so I'd be watching, um you know, older ones. Anyways, regardless, so I said Aberdeen median household income is 50K. It's actually 60. I'm going to say this. These numbers literally keep changing every time I look them up because <laughs> <laughs> I swear I saw a that said 50K. Damn. I might have used a different place. It's the same dollar amount. It's a $10,000 difference.
0: So for those of y'all that make 60K, you're welcome. You, yeah, you're I, got, I got you. Over. Yeah. Well, no, you. no,
1: no, it's bad that I raised it. Is it? Yeah. I thought be you better. lowered it. No, I raised it from 50 to 60. Oh, okay. My yeah, bad. that's bad.
0: Well, make more money.
1: Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then the other two. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I, should, I don't have to do this now because it's an investing episode, but it was an error. I said uh, IRA stands for Individual Retirement Agreement. It's arrangement. Again, dyslexia. Arrangement, agreement, same thing. Or it stands for account, but this is the investing episode. So I'm going to talk about IRAs. I said also, again, see how I messed up? That's <laughs> so have way to talk about it. Uh, I said the income limit was $13,000 for a simple IRA. The contribution limit is $13,500. Again, I'm going to, this is the best episode, so I'll clear that up. Then, <laughs> then also for, uh, I was talking about the checks. So I was, cause it was, I haven't done this stuff in so long. My brain was mixing the whole policy and how long checks are good for. I meant to go over whole policies as well in depth, but I forgot to. So real quick on that checks, it depends on the financial institution literally, but in general, a paycheck, as long as it's clearly notated, if you're getting a paper check, not direct deposit and insurance checks and, um, checks that are drawn off of that financial institution, those checks usually get no hold. In the other check, it's subject to the financial institution. They usually give you a certain amount of money upfront. Let's say your checks for $1,000, they'll give you 500 up front and then you know, in a day or two or however they have it set up, they'll give you the rest of the money. But that should be clearly notated on the receipt that you get when you deposit a check at a bank. I know a lot of millennials, right? Who's getting checks? Y'all need to know this stuff because y'all be don't y'all don't know what the available balance is and the current balance is. And the available balance is the only one because that, that means available. <laughs> so, Plus as you start
0: adulting, you will have to get checks yeah. and write checks and use them more frequently. Yeah. So you need to know this information. Yeah. It is important.
1: And it's not that comp is you know, stuff is the, you know, the world we live in has changed. It's not the banking stuff. As far as like checks. it's not that complicated. It's just, you know, we don't we don't use them as much. Um, then uh, I think we were talking a little bit about uh, or you asked me, uh, ATM deposits or mobile deposits. I would if you do an ATM deposit, I wouldn't do that because then your check can get lost. I mean, you need to give it to a human. So because then it, you you relinquish all the liability. It's now on the bank now. because Somebody can break into the ATM. Right. Because uh, no one has processed that check yet. <laughs> so, that, you know, they're just hoping it's in there when they go and get it. And if it's not uh, now, if you spent that money, you can get fees, all that type of stuff. And then uh, mobile deposit. Sorry, you can take a picture on your phone. Those are that's getting a lot better now. I was being biased when I was starting, you know, 2012. Do not do a mobile deposit. They were it was not working well. But now, you know, cameras are better on phones. So you could probably actually do that now. But if you need the money, quote unquote, right away, go to the bank. I mean, Going to the bank, most people don't know it's an inconvenience. It's a significant inconvenience. Just go to the bank. You'll be okay. And also, like I said, don't go to the bank often, but, you know, know the people at, you know, the bank that you primarily visit. And they might, because I've done this many a times, they might not put a hold on your check. And then now you got all your money right then and there. So that's, um, let me say this, this, that's against the policies and procedures. You know, this is when you're nice with people, right? It's not what you know, but who, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so (laughs) that can work out. And then, um. Oh, discretionary income. I was talking about uh, the least amount of this, the percentage you need to have at least is ten percent. I am now bumping that up to twenty percent. That's word from the Bible, Genesis forty-one. That's oh. when uh, Joseph was in Egypt, you know, Pharaoh, and they were preparing for the famine, and so they save a fifth. So I'm gonna bump that up to twenty percent. That's also bad as well because now you need even more money. Okay. So if you make four thousand dollars, you should have at least eighty percent, eight hundred dollars in discretionary income. There you go. And that and that's that's at least you know, you can want, have more than that, that's better. But I, I bumped that up another ten percent. So sorry. And then uh oh, uh some of my man's I grew up with in high school, grew up with in high school. You don't grow up anyways. They dropped a mixtape, <laughs> it's called Falanchi Tapes, i will be posting that stuff, shout out to them, you know, Ew. help people out, support them out. It'd be on all the stuff I'd be posting. They join Knock, I'm How'd gonna po- I'm gonna post this and then you, you know i they, go hard? Um, they got some. They got some. They got a. They got a song called Mercy on there. Yeah. Real live. It could be chorus. It could be course of the year. Definitely chorus of the summer. It's okay. crazy. If I remember, I play it, they, they got a song there called Mercy. The chorus is crazy. Bet. I crazy. would definitely work that into yeah. the workout playlist. Shout yeah. out to y'all. Yeah, it's crazy. They got some stuff on there. Keep working. Yeah. And then. um Yep. That's it. All the. Um, I got. I mean. You got I something.
0: Got, I mean, I don't have nothing podcast related, but shout out to Tyrone and Andre for hooking up our fan in our house. We are now a heck of a lot cooler, guys in this yeah. look we be burning up i don't oh, know if y'all yeah. be watching this on youtube we be in this joint sweating okay so shout out to y'all we got fans in the in the recording studio now right? in the office okay yes. yes we we are now several degrees cooler so we appreciate y'all man, yes. putting in that work for those so of we can continue to put in our work all
1: right right for those of you who watch these videos and you see like why does Corey just always do this it'd be hot in here and my body don't know what to do so hopefully <laughs> hey, and bro, i, I it's, be <laughs> it's summer time <laughs> yeah, and love we're fa- I, we're not facing the sun but you know we're, we're looking dead at the window so um Y'all ever office. seen ants in a magnifying glass? <laughs> that's us in his office. Yeah. No air. So you know, hopefully, and I'm very anxious when we do this. So you know, hopefully, I look like I'm not you know some type of bat salt, some type of drugs, and I'm not like always scratching myself. I mean, episode nine, because that's when it was the hottest one. and At the tour's the end, I'm just like grabbing my neck
0: because it was so. I was just so sweaty. <laughs> that was the day. It was like ninety degrees. <laughs> yeah, in there, it was bro. hot in here. It was
1: hot. So yeah, we got to so shout out to Jordan and his wife putting in that work, so the money, and then shout out to you said Tyrone and who.
0: Tyrone and Andre, his son Andre. Uh, okay. Andre actually did the, the fan hook. Right? So Andre is an apprentice right now, and his dad is the certified electrician. So we really appreciate you, Andre, Sweet. putting in that work. Thank you. Okay? okay.
1: And obviously, black business. Yes. Because his name was Tyrone. Yeah. Shout Bro. out to that. How do you,
0: know <laughs> you know he was black?
1: His name was Tyrone.
0: <laughs> they are, but I'm just saying. Did you profile on our show? No, I'm
1: just we in full effect this is hey Mar- <laughs> marcus i know somebody named marcus that's white but only one person and that was somebody i met the credit union and i only believed he was white because you know you had you know i had all his you know his personal information but other than You're that right. hey, I mean, and he had you know he had like cologne on you know look never mind his name <laughs> was marcus but you know help me helping him uh and yes i can say that because i didn't say his last name right. Anyway, see then I'm try to play me okay so this is the investing episode so uh jordan He's going to play more of a uh, host question type role. Moderator. Yep. So for those of you who wondered if I could talk for two hours. Here you go. Well, one, don't, don't, I ain't a killer, but don't push. All right. Uh, (laughs) I am going to try to talk slow. I have notes. However, if I'm talking too fast, this is a great episode to half speed it because it'll be primarily myself talking. Um, However, it can't get much slower than this. So if this is too fast, I I honestly, I don't care because I, I don't know what y'all want me to do.
0: My best advice for y'all, listen faster. <laughs> all right. Take notes. Listen hey. more than once. Run our numbers up. I mean, I'm just straight it. like that. I yeah. mean, oh you could always roll it back. Hey yo, first of all, yep. shout out to our podcast statistics, okay? We got listeners everywhere. So shout out to our DC people that's plugged in. First of all, I mean, I was asking, Corey, I don't know about, I mean, we got some friends in Bowie, but I mean, I don't know too many that's people not in D.C. D.C. <laughs> All right, so shout out to y'all yes. listening. That, y'all, that's
1: our biggest our biggest listener pool is D.C., even above Maryland, and I don't know anyone who lives in D.C.
0: <laughs> hey, I mean, I got some family out there, but I mean, if it's y'all. Shout out yeah. to y'all. Anyway, shout out to anybody that's listening, man. We appreciate right. y'all um we also got shout out to our 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 listeners abroad we got some people in australia peeping us all right yeah. Austra- western australia shout out to you bro yes we appreciate you. you yeah
1: let, let us know i mean you know we don't hey. we don't, you know, say what's up or something like exactly. that. exactly or it might have been a bot anyways Either no way. disrespect if it was if right. you're not a bot but i'm just you know it was you one. matter we right? don't know but yeah <laughs> we, we got some people with jordan say he wants to get all over the world but i'm like everybody don't speak english so i don't want to be making you know we can't get <laughs> put it like this that's one thing we i mean if we can but you know we we know one language fluently so right. sorry mm-hmm. but um yeah our uh, my reels and stuff i'd be putting words up for that Thing. You have to read English. Never mind. That's, De- for, that's for deaf people.
0: I try. Okay, <laughs> hey, let me look, get to... Uh, <laughs> shout out to y'all, though, for real. We just, we're just looking at our numbers. They're constantly going up. We're yeah. getting more listeners every week. More questions. Um, yeah, more questions. Look, shout out to y'all who's asking questions. I know we didn't cover that. So for those who did ask questions, some, if they are specifically investment-related, we are going to do our best to try to answer them in this episode. For those that are not, we are still taking your questions. We are tabling those questions, however, for the next two episodes. So this is episode 13. Episode 14 will also be a around investing as well as generational
1: wealth but Thank you. yeah investing That's what I'm today is the day I'm gonna talk about this stuff so.
0: <laughs> so my folks who asked some fitness questions I apologize but you will have to wait until August to get that answer in the meantime tune in keep enjoying this this mental stimulation this growth that in this journey we're about to go on learning about investing together because I'm learning with you y'all I know y'all can't see but I got a notepad over here on the side I'm about to take some notes afterwards I'm about to be asking some real questions okay it's about to get real all right that being said, you ready? Yeah,
1: yeah, I was also going to say, remember, we're going to be off next week. Yes. Okay. Then we're going to be back the following week for generational wealth. These will be the last two episodes. That'll be over an hour. Um, you know, until you know, wait, well over an hour, close to an hour and a half. Then the first episode, I, uh, I was looking for the all on
0: the soundboard and I didn't put it on here. The all, yeah, like the oh, all. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I'm like, well, I, yeah, I just had like to settle for me going. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, episode
1: fifteen and sixteen will be the first two podcasts where. We're going to be recording every other week now, and we're going to be recording two episodes in one day, and they'll both be roughly an hour. Obviously, we have this intro that we do an outro, but it'll be 25 minutes each of fitness and finance questions, mm-hmm. um, and so that, that'll that be the change in not this episode 13 or 14, but starting 15 and 16, and that's where you, you'll get your questions answered for fitness starting with 15. However, since you guys, it was requested that be, it's going to be shorter in the length that was a request from our listeners, Let we have less questions to answer, and that you'll just get your answers later that's what y'all asked for so that's what you have that's the math we can't either we can give y'all less information and answer more questions but that's not what we do no we can't so
0: i'll be honest with y'all i refuse to short my answers so that because you know you you might get one question exactly and that's and i'm gonna answer the question to the best of my ability and however long i talk i talk so that being said keep asking your questions we appreciate y'all we are going to continue to write them down we table them we are going to get get your questions answered they just you know they're going to be as soon as we can get to them that being said Keep them coming. All Keep right. them
1: coming. Right. Okay. Boom. That's it. Um, I do not have anything else. So, again, this is an investing episode. So, let's go ahead and get started. Let's talk about the money. Yes, I'm choosing violence. Let's remember, remember, violence is it's, the default setting. It wasn't good. chosen. So, we're going to get ready for that money. You ready? Right. Oh. <laughs>
0: I didn't it. even say nothing. I, to I, just, I just had to get you ready. Oh my goodness! How get your energy going? You ready? Right.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm good. It's, it's, I'm gonna get into it. But you know, normally, you know, you go first. So I'm like, wait, Jordan hasn't even spoken I'm yet. Like, you up? Nope, I know. I'm throwing
0: lobs off the jump. This the fast break. And break <laughs> you know,
1: game opener. Let's get it. All right. All right. So to start off, this is episode 13. Remember, I was talking about the people, the community that got treated real bad in World War Two, Right when they turned 13 they become an adult and they get all this money so what is the chances episode 13 you're a teenager now it's time for the real stuff let me say this everything i could say could be wrong because i am not an investment professional <laughs> so shame on you for taking investment advice from someone who is not an investment professional or any type of financial advisor because i am not one that is my disclaimer so if y'all use information and it don't work <laughs> you cannot sue me now yes okay <laughs> that is it.
0: look keyword is disclaimer all right <laughs> Okay. Be smart. And
1: then also another disclaimer, again, this is episode thirteen. So listen to episode one through twelve. Obviously, as y'all know, that debt gotta go. So everything I'm saying now, if you're gonna implement it, right, obviously some of this stuff, you know, it is what it is. But is assuming that you have paid off all your debt that is non mortgage debt and you have three to six months of expenses saved. That that is what is assumed right now. When I'm speaking, okay, and then like I said, I have notes here so that I don't I don't lose my track, and Jordan can hop in whenever he wants to. So, got you, bro. Yeah, this is called control chaos. You know, I'm CC on everything. For those <laughs> for those of y'all who don't know, my initials are CC. Anyways, and you know, email CC. Okay, and then <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, and then also as You're well dropping hidden bars. Yeah, hey, and, and the carbon copy CC too. Like I, I'm a writer, man
0: don't do it to him, <laughs> Oh my yeah, goodness.
1: <laughs> All right, and then the last thing for the opener is that if I do fly by some things which I will, again, this is investing 101. This is essentially so for the first 12 episodes, I was like, I'm saving that for investing. I, so I I won't say that anymore in the future episodes. I'll I'll drill down to them if I end up talking about something that's investing related. This is for me just to lay the initial groundwork and the foundation for the future episodes so I can reference this one. But, you know, this it could be if I went in depth for everything, it, it could just be so long. and Y'all don't want it to be that long. So
0: I'm going to, you know. No, y'all really don't want it to be that long because you asked for shorter episodes. So y'all going to get Look, listen. OK, get this work <laughs> write down. Take notes. OK.
1: Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. All right. So that's the intro to the intro. Now, for those of you, again, I don't know how long this is going to be. For those of you who do not want to listen to the whole episode. Guess what I did for you? I have a TLDL. Too long. Didn't listen. For you, okay.
0: <laughs> That's the cliff notes for all y'all right. people who don't understand yeah.
1: acronyms. All right. So we have set we have seven sections, and this is the first section. So this is the section you only have to listen to. This is going to be a summary, my best, of all the other seven, other six after this. So first thing first. Remember, what is it, the five piece? Proper planning prevents poor performance. Mm. You need to properly prepare for your retirement and your overall investing strategy. Okay, that's what you need to do. Don't get out here just dumping your money and stuff that you don't understand. And you're like, why don't I have any money? You need to make a plan. Again, first thing I recommend team. Second thing, mental makeup. Right. And I said, you know, budgeting, right? Paying off debt, working in your goals, right? Smart goals, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time based. You need to set your goals for your investing. And as I always say, reverse engineering your death. Okay. That's what this is right now for retirement and overall investing how much money you want to have and how you want your portfolio to be set up. Okay. So you got to prepare, right? Because a lot of you have not even planned out your portfolio right? Proper planning prevents poor prevention. Wait, no. Proper planning prevents poor performance. And a lot of you ain't even planned
0: out your portfolio. Look at all these P's. You sound like uh, the principal in that story even with all them P's. (laughs) Proper planning prevents poor performance. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Okay, then real quick.
1: Investments, right? Net worth. For those of you who don't know, I've said this before, but your net worth worth is assets minus liabilities. That equals your net worth. Mm -hmm. I was talking before about equity. Equity equals... um, your liabilities. Plus the, um, I mean, excuse me, your assets equals equity plus liabilities. As I was saying before, the liabilities aren't viewed as negative because assets minus liabilities, the liability would have to be a positive number because when you subtract a negative number, that's addition. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for those of you who are like, I hate math. I didn't have to use none of this stuff. No, this is the critical thinking you're supposed to pick up in math class. <laughs> so I, I was speaking on that. I said most people probably don't know that the liabilities aren't negative because assets minus liabilities, the liabilities is a positive number. And that's why when you figure out how much your Assets are worth. You do the equity plus the liability, right? Because if the equity in the home is one hundred thousand dollars and you have a two hundred thousand dollar loan on it, you add it together, and the asset of the home is three hundred thousand dollars. Okay. There go. <laughs> They're like what?
2: <laughs> Did you calculate that? Hey, that's
1: why. Hey, pay, pay attention to math class. Okay, so that's that's that for your net worth and how to calculate those things. Third thing up, right? crap i was supposed to get this and i didn't get it but i know what it is off the top of my head regardless (laughs) let's talk about investing and that barrier to entry the barrier to entry for investing is really really low most of you can just get into investing by doing either you know dollar cost averaging or you can use buy fractional shares fractional shares is when you buy a fraction of a share. So if a share is worth a hundred dollars one share and you only have ten dollars you can buy a fraction of that share for ten dollars so you will owe one tenth of a share however, with fractional shares now that you have to be careful with those but when always remember when you you don't um when you buy a stock essentially i mean not essentially someone else is selling it and most people buy buy whole shares mm-hmm. so most most people aren't buying fractional shares so that's one of the um things you want to avoid or precautions when doing fractional share investing they are harder to, sh- to sell now
0: so so know. so is that dependent on who you're buying yeah. with okay yeah
1: yeah Sorry. that depend now you're good that depends on the broker that you're using most i I googled it but most brokerages don't allow you to do fractional share investing okay in general for like all the members, you got stocks, you got ETFs, you got all the mutual funds, which I'll explain. But there are multiple things you can buy on a brokerage. Most of them don't allow you to do fractional share investing on all of them, or they have some type of threshold. Okay. Um, so yeah, it does depend on the broker uh, that you're using, and obviously they will they will let you know what you can and can't do when you try to uh, when you try to buy something. Now, some of you are saying, "Well, Corey, I have you know fraction of a share because I do you know dividend reinvesting." Yes. I didn't. I. I don't know. That's. That's what it is when you do that. I didn't make that rule. That when you do. When you reinvest your dividends, you. Re- you rarely have enough to buy a whole share, so you end up buying a fraction of a share. Also, though, with fractional share investing, obviously, if you buy half a share, then you buy another half a share. You have a. You have a whole share. <laughs> However, you actually still technically only have two half a shares. So you, you, you don't get a whole share. It's not like a Dragon Ball Z when you fuse together. You still technically only have, you know, one ha- two half a shares. You don't have one whole share. You have one whole share as far as your, the total amount of shares you own, right? But as far as being able to sell them, no, you technically have two half a shares. They don't like get combined together. And I'll explain that when I'm talking about how you can sell uh, particular uh, shares that you own. Okay, so again, the barrier to entry is really, really low with investing. You can get in with fractional share investing. But um, a lot of you, which I mentioned before, you want to have a very, very I don't know why, but you want to have a very high threshold when you get into investing. So essentially you want to have like a bachelor's or master's or doctorate and, you know, investing knowledge or whatever you want to call it. And instead, again, you can just buy something like V-O-O. Those three letters are the ticker symbol, and the ticker symbol is what you put in to actually find that particular stock on the exchange. Or you can buy something like SPY, SPY. VU and SPY are probably the two most popular ETFs Ooh, excuse me, that mirror uh, the S&P 500 index, and uh, they're probably around $400 right now. And you can just just buy that because if you buy if you buy the S and P five hundred, which is the economy of the United States, it can't go down because if it goes down, then then you don't you won't have no money <laughs> Any, anywhere. You won't have no money anywhere. We will get back for those who play Fallout. It'll be or um, I am Legend. There we go. That's a now I am. What's a Book of Eli? That's even better. It'll be Book of Eli out here. Gotcha. If, um, so that those. If you're saying Corey, what should I get? You know, what should I buy right now? Either VOO or SPY. Just write that down. Yeah, write that down. VOO or SPY. Yes, yeah, I'm. Rarely do I do this. Here you go. Look, we and, gave you the lob. Now yeah, you're gonna dunk that jump. Yeah. <laughs> another another one I recommend. You can do QQQ, three Qs. That mirrors the Nasdaq index. That I just have that one because that has it's more uh, um, information technology based. You know, IT companies. And so when that when that be jumping. <laughs> They really, it really be jumping. So, uh, but yeah, or Spire, probably the best two that you can get into. Again, just to start, just to start investing. Remember, time in the market is better than timing the market, and you can't time the market because if you can, that means you're from the future. Um, and so, that, <laughs> I, I believe if anybody's from the future, it's Warren Buffett. Because you know, whoever, whoever has the best investments in the stock market, I would assume the only way you would know that is if you already had to charge because you came. from yeah.
0: there so he got the formula like mastered oh, at my this goodness. point. Like.
1: Right, but yeah, remember that invest in VOO or SPY just to get started out because it, it it can it does go and let me it can't go down it does go down but it won't it can't go out of business because the S and P five hundred is the the five the five hundred biggest quote unquote companies um I think they do that based off of how much they have in assets because it's different with the how the Dow Jones measures it but those are the five hundred biggest companies in the United States of America they if they, if they go out of business then that's it. <laughs> and when we have our handgun instructor on, that's when y'all need to be, be in that realm. About to
0: say, So if they go to zero, you're going to be like... No, God!
2: <laughs> no, God, please, no! 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 No!
0: <laughs> Shout out to Michael Scott. I that never it, gets bro. old. I'll
1: probably be falling on you for every time because I, I can't take that. It's, <laughs> it's all good, bro. It'd be hurting my. The
0: Office was a great Ew, show. My goodness, all yeah. Right.
1: So that's what you need to do. And then remember, time in the market is better than timing the market. A lot of you, again, you're, you want to have this high threshold, and then you'd be coming out here with these FOMO investing strategies. Just get in here, start making you some money, and then as you grow your knowledge in investing, you, you can start making some more money. Yeah. Okay?
0: Best advice is just to start, like you said. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah.
1: And then when it comes to investing, it's just not imbe- about investing in yourself one time. right? It's about investing in yourself multiple times over and over again okay and what does
0: that make corey
1: compound interest so, well that oh, too what, habits yeah there you okay. go i so, mean both habits and compound interest yeah it, right? i'm on the you know my, my. yeah i feel like you're on, the, my <laughs> man's on a mission he
0: said we're gonna get this we're gonna get this talk today
1: right yeah. so this is more about building wealth for yourself When i'm talking about investing right now that's why i have the generational wealth and legacy after this most of the stuff i'm going to talk about today is so you and then if you're married obviously you and your spouse have money. So that's just straight up wealth. Then towards the end in obviously generational wealth episode, I'll talk about that and how you start shaping that from my perspective. Yeah. But you don't invest in yourself one time, right? You don't just take one class. Okay. You, you know, you, you keep pouring into yourself your entire life, right? You want to be a student your entire life. Same thing with investing. You're literally going, once you start investing, you want to keep investing until you die. I don't think
0: do we have a death on here. We don't have a death. I mean, we got a, we got the tactical nuke. Tactical nuke incoming!
1: All right, and cause I was like, <laughs> I was like, do we just have like a uh, ah? <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: what got, yeah, as I say, yeah. Uh, Soundboard updates coming yeah, soon.
1: I don't know. I was like, I don't. Do we even want a deaf one on? <laughs> but yeah, so a tap, the tapping a little bit about the generational wealth. Why it's so key that you realize you need to prioritize your health, obviously, right? Health is wealth, but your wealth, in this case, from a financial standpoint, is from a generational standpoint, wealth standpoint, you do not want to put your children and or grandchildren in the position where they have to take care of you financially. They might have to take care of you physically because, you know, you might, I mean, you, know, you might get dementia, Alzheimer's, cancer, things of that nature, but you need to put the money aside so you have the money to take care of you. And I am, I think that... I told, and I tell y'all this in person. I say all the time, let let your family die. I am anti anti if there's no gener, if there's no wealth built, saving the parents and or grandparents from a financial standpoint. No, y- y- again, you are responsible for your life, so it. I don't see how it makes sense to then pass that burden onto your children. And then, like I said, we get a generational wealth, y'all. Y'all be kicking the can down another, usually kick the can down two generations. So essentially, if you mess up financially, it's going to be a hard chance for your children to keep the, you know, to compensate for that. Your grandchildren are going to have to fix it. And that that's too much technology. Just think of for those, you know, for those of you millennials, if your grandparents are born in the silent generations, they were born in the 30s. Like that. (laughs) That's such a significant time lapse. I mean, that's that's pre-civil rights. Jim, That's Jim Crow. My grandparents, my grandparents were born during Jim Crow. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the one thing about investing in yourself over and over again and then tapping a little bit with generational wealth. You're going to do that so your children, your grandchildren, Don't have to um, take care of you. Okay. Now I'm probably have to read this one because I was talking big trash right here. (laughs) I I was talking. Yeah. You see I said? It's not always. Yeah. Yeah, Are you following along? I got you. Thank you. Thank you for my co-host today. Now he's just the host. I got (laughs) (laughs) it. This is the Jordan in full effect with Corey talking a lot. Okay. So I was talking a little bit about you guys understanding the assets, minors, liabilities and understanding the math, right? But it's not always about the degree, okay? It's about what you learn from getting the degree, okay? We had to take uh, calculus-based physics at Bowie State University, Mm -hmm. hardest class. And when we were in that class second semester... Doctor top we're the Doctor top. I love her. Yeah, she's this is a great DJ. Yeah, this is all mine. This is all computer science students, and I was a sophomore, but I was in class with juniors and seniors, and I was taking it. They're like, "Bruh, we're just gonna find, you know, find this algorithm and input it into the code." And she said, "Okay, look, I understand you guys aren't, you know, trying to be physicists, but the reason you're taking this class is to build your critical thinking skills, mm-hmm. which you will obviously need." when you're programming and that's i mean there are a few things not few but you know i've learned a lot of things you know from people you know my teachers and that's that's one of the biggest things that has stuck with me that the goal is to improve your critical thinking skills okay so when it comes to investing oh man you gotta really understand how you work really understand how you work and what you're investing in okay then on top of that what is that I'm doing computer science mm-hmm. Oh yeah, obviously budgeting. <laughs> 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 budgeting. I was like, why well, budget on here? Obviously you have to budget, right? And not just your critical thinking skills, but your deductive reasoning skills, okay? And I'll get into like passive and active investing, right? Those two types. I'll explain that later on. But if you are a passive investor by deduct bu- deductive reasoning alone, you cannot not cannot, but you're you're not ready for active that's investments. Likely. You're you're a passive investor. Okay, right. so the critical thinking, the deductive reasoning, understanding your mental makeup, and it's okay if you're a passive investor, which I fail, fail victim to doing active investing, but to do, <laughs> <laughs> to, do, to do to do passive investing. Okay, and that you really just want stre- to you know stress test you know your ideas, and that's why I always talk about stress testing, always talk about the mental makeup, and always talk about your team as your accountability partners so you know they're they're checking things
0: for you okay so, and then we got okay. so, th- so just to circle back to that guys this is a fork in the road right you're either left or the right you can't be in the middle okay so be a passive or an active investor and it's okay like like Corey said you you just got to do what 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 you can handle and i think that'll help you make more sound decisions down the line that, right that exactly
1: yep okay okay and then a couple more things what is the main reason you invest jordan don't read it off the sheet. You said the, the main reason <laughs> I invest? No. In gen- okay. Okay. What's the main reason you invest? I want to make more money. Okay. And how do you want to make more money though? Why are you investing to make more money with what?
0: I want to make more money with the income that, that okay, I can Okay. Just have. read compound interest. Oh, okay. <laughs> you said don't read the sheet. You asked me questions. I'm I appreciate
1: like, you not be, hey, uh,
0: being truthful. I'm with it. The
1: main reason you invest is to take advantage of compound interest. Okay. Okay. And compound interest best friend is time. So you need time to take advantage of compound interest. And obviously, time is synonymous with long term, right? The the longer there is, you know, the more it is long term. That's the same thing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. (laughs)
0: Anyways, (laughs) you got more time, Right? right?
1: So this means you need to build critical thinking, deductive reasoning, mental makeup, your long term investing strategies first because if you don't, then by definition, you don't have any long-term investing strategies. So that means you're less likely to have any long-term money, okay? So you can have short-term investing strategies. I'll get into you know how much money you should be investing after 15%, excuse me. But if you wanna do short-term investing strategies, that's fine, I would just recommend building those. After you have your long-term strategies in place, okay, I'll get into short-term and long-term capital gains as well. But at the end of the day, the goal is to pay the least amount of, t- of taxes. And when you do short-term cap, short-term investing, you're usually activating or triggering short-term capital gains on yourself, which is the one of the highest rates. Probably, it's probably it might be the highest rates you can pay in taxes. Now you can obviously write off your losses, do tax loss har- harvesting. Essentially, when you lose money, you can deduct that from your capital gains and decrease how much you know you pay but the goal isn't to lose money obviously you lose money but you usually lose money in short-term investments investments not long-term ones because in long-term ones eventually the compound interest will make you money there you go. <laughs> that's the one thing eventually you just keep investing eventually the compound interest will take over for you and so, so you have money
0: <laughs> so forming that habit eventually pays off
1: <laughs> yeah i mean by by definition short-term Compound interest and long term investing is the same thing. So by definition, if you're investing for compound interest, then you can't do short term investing. There's no there is no compound interest in short term investing. That's not how that's not how compound interest works. <laughs> gotcha.
0: So for my okay. pump and dump people, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness! And I mean, look—you can do short-term investing. I think it's like ten percent of day traders make money. It's very small. But as I say, if ten percent—if I was coaching day traders and I have a hundred people in the class, by that, de- by law of averages, right. I, ninety and of
0: y'all not about to make no money. About to say those numbers don't agree in my favor.
1: Ten uh, yeah. percent <laughs> ain't enough. Right? Yeah. Okay. And then I said this before: you want to look at investing as a tree, not as streams of income. Streams of income make more visual sense, and you look at it that way. But as a tree. So you invest in one thing continuously over and over again, right? Invest in a plant, a tree, the root, and eventually it will grow and sprout. And then you branch off or diversify into other things. So you can look at it from that perspective. Still look at it as a stream. I mean, branch, I wish branches came back in, but obviously that's why they call it a stream because, you know, it's coming into you, but you really want to invest, invest, invest. And then once that grows and you got branches, you can branch out into other things
0: so you so you have to so you're you're investing is like a tree right so how do you pick what becomes the trunk i guess is what what becomes that that initial thing that then grows into that, that then diversifies itself right that goes into multiple things what what is that that solid trunk
1: yeah well okay so this this would be um this would be post-tax, not post-tax investing. This would be like discretionary income investing. Because obviously your, your retirement money, right? That that is going to be a, a tree. I mean, you mean, you can't touch it till you're 59 and a half. Tracking. So when you're using your post-tax money, this would either be stocks or a business. You know, real estate. I mean, I was, talking, was that last episode or the episode before? I think it was 11. Like, yeah. I was to talk, you talking, you saw about the investment, uh, all the different asset classes. Mm-hmm. Episode 11, that, that's which one you would pick. Either the stock market or business. And business is extremely vague. So yes, yeah, one of those two. Because I was telling you, it would finally fit. Right. I mean, if if you were Phil Knight, you would invest in Nike before it IPOs, because that's the most money you make right. in, in the business. So Tracking. if you're in a situation where you ha- you know you're making some good progress or you're projecting some great progress for your business, I would invest in stocks. I would go all all in on your business because you're going to make more money that way. And then eventually, guess what you can do? You can become a stock and IPO. Gotcha. <laughs> Always remember that you can you can you can become a stock you know in and of itself as a business. Yeah. And that's that's when you get the big money. That's when you see, you know, Jeff Bezos' crazy net worth because he owes, he has, I mean, how much, how much, how much return on an investment did he get for Amazon from zero dollars and zero cents to over three thousand dollars a share? That percentage <laughs> got to be crazy.
0: It's got to be insane. Two hundred
1: billion dollars. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, like I said, um, if you're, this investment advice is assuming you have no debt, right, and assuming you have the emergency fund built, okay.
0: If you don't have those, listen to the first 12 episodes, all right? We'll get you
1: there. (laughs) But for those of you, as a caveat, for those of you who do have debt, right, and you're like, I want to still invest, by definition of math, you'll have more money to pay off your debt if you stop investing, because you'll have more money to throw to the debt. But again, goals, your timeline, right? It is what it is, okay? And then I also recommend, once the debt is gone, okay, ETFs and single stocks. Okay, so ETFs, that stands for exchange-traded funds, Mm -hmm. and essentially an ETF- is a combination of stocks, or you can of single stocks, or you can invest into single stocks, which are single stocks. It's one company like Apple versus you have an ETF like the S and P five hundred, and it's Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Tesla, all those companies. Okay, and I'll go more in depth into those later on. And gotcha. then, because again, this is just the intro part. This is just the end. never mind, Tory Lanez. Oh, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that name. He got to go to court soon, I think. <laughs> okay, and uh, et ETF I mean, <laughs> My <laughs> mans was out here like this. <laughs> Allegedly. I mean (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. And then so now I've spoken many times on investing on doing the fifteen percent pre tax. What I recommend is you either do zero percent, enough to get your match, or fifteen percent as far as pre tax, you know, four hundred one K to start out. The reason I recommend zero percent, that's for those of you who are trying to aggressively get out of debt and or build your emergency fund. You will have like I just said you will have more money if you don't invest. For those of you who get you know out of debt and you're not ready to hit that take that 15 percent brunt hit, I recommend doing up to get your match. Obviously, if your match is you know 10, okay, but most people it's around four or five percent. Right. Okay. Then the 15 percent, you have to do that because that's just the math. Um, if you can invest less than 15 percent, but then you need a higher ROI, and most of you are going to be investing in your 401k, so you don't have access to the entire stock market. So. Y- The more money you put in there, the better you're hedging yourself as far as making sure you're not going to underfund your retirement.
0: Now, is it is it okay to stop these contributions if I'm aggressively trying to pay off debt? Like, I can can I drop if I'm in one of the other categories that isn't zero percent? I can I drop back down to zero percent?
1: Oh yeah, you're saying like you're already investing and you want to pay off debt. That's what that's what I'm saying. That's what I recommend. If you're, I recommend if you are if you're investing into your four hundred one k, then you're saying, oh, I want to pay off debt. I would recommend. Stop put into your 401k so you can get out of debt faster however i think i said this before you can do the budget so like i said the budget template that i have and figure out how long it's going to take you to get out of debt if you're okay with that timeline with still investing it is your life so i mean you know go ahead and go ahead and do it however don't be coming to me how the debt's still not paid off and <laughs> <laughs> now we talking about liquid liquidating investments. Liquidating, yep. And so yeah. And when you when you're doing zero percent, I mean, you know, you're just psychologically, but you know, you're forcing yourself to, you know, grind, get get it done as fast as possible. Right. Um, so that's that scenario. Okay. Okay. Then a big thing, we want a couple more things. People are like, my goodness, this is the intro? Yes, I mean, look, I mean, just what y'all wanted. All right, rule of 72, okay? This is something real big. Rule of 72 essentially states you take 72 and you divide it by the amount of interest you're gaining. That's how long it's going to take your money to double. So let's say you have $100,000 and it's gaining 10% of interest, 72 divided by 10, the interest that's being gained is 7.2. So in seven years, that $100,000 would have doubled. That's, how, that's compound interest. That's, that's another equation for it to work. Okay. Now, I mentioned before, I believe, yeah, you got to start investing by 30, right? Because at 40, I mean, excuse me, 42 years, at 72, that's the RMD, required minimum distribution age, where you have to take money out of your 401k, okay? Now, like I said, you want to get double digit returns, so at least 10%. So your money will be du- doubling, right, in seven years. So if you start investing and you're 30 years in, and, seven, and you're getting that 10% return, that 30, all that money you invested for 30 years, it will double on year 37, right? Because in seven years that, you know, 10% return, right? So, and mo- it takes about 30 years to get a good amount of money right. inside of your retirement account because it's relative to how much money you make. It's not, you know, you. everyone's number is different. Right. It's obviously relative to how much money you make. So if you, if you can get that 40 years of 10%, just think, oh, that 30 years and year 37, is going. To du- the first 30 years is going to double. So that means you go from a million to two million. <laughs> what? That's compound interest. Okay. And then also this, we're talking about investing. You only lose money when you sell. Okay. It's not like real estate where you make money on the buy. I mean, you can't buy the dips, but you know. In investing, you only lose money when you sell. So that's called unrealized gains. When you sell, you realize those gains and you create a taxable event if you have uh, made a profit called capital gains taxes, which I'll go more in depth into. That's when you have to pay taxes on your gains. Okay. Then the last, uh, yeah, this is the last one because then I just have some quotes for y'all. How much do I need to, you know, how much money do I need to get to? The number is $100,000. I would recommend getting there as fast as possible for those of you who are going to take stocks or your your 401k as the main way you're going to build wealth, at least initially starting out. When you get that $100,000 in there, right? and you get a one percent return on a day that is a thousand dollars so let's say you have a hundred thousand dollars in a personal brokerage account and you make one percent that day you can then sell that one percent which is a thousand dollars that you just made you just made a thousand dollars that day and then you have now you have a thousand dollars that's one percent and yet one again that's what i talk about you know, slow, steady investing, you know, working way to it because that 1%, one percent, a thousand dollars a lot. Most of you don't make a thousand dollars in a day. I'll take it. Yeah. Is that, I mean, who, who makes a seven thousand dollars in a week? Anybody making that? But um, yeah. So one hundred thousand dollars, if you want to lock in and say, what number should I get to? A hundred K as fast as possible. Obviously, that's overall. But if it's in your retirement account, you cannot access that money. So for those of you are looking to do this as a personal brokerage account. You're going, you're going to need to you know, take another job. You're going to need a side hustle because so, it's going you know to, I mean, you're going to need you're going to put be, that bread in yeah, there. Yeah, so it's a lot of money to uh, to get there. Or you could uh, move back home and save that money and invest in it, which mm-hmm. I was semi thinking about doing. I can get, get there in uh, two years. Uh, hey, <laughs> I was listen, like, crap.
0: What's two more years? I mean, you locked in. And to get out 100,000. Look, that's what I'm saying. My, to make, a make lot, your 1%. That'd be 30. No, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Anyways. I mean, you know, pre marriage, I had the opportunity. I'd be like, oh,
1: I say, yeah, if I was 24, 25, but 28, no, it's okay. I mean, put it like this things can change. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the last two things, okay, you need to make a plan. You need to stick to the plan, only deviate from the plan when necessary. And you need to accept accept the results of the plan and make better plans for better results. <laughs>
0: One more time for the people, Corey. Right, yes. need that one. One more time.
1: Investing, again, long-term, reverse engineering your death. Make a plan, okay? Obviously, put a lot of work into making the plan, right? Do your research. Stick to the plan, okay? Then only deviate from the plan when necessary. Okay. Then you also need to accept the results of the plan. Mm -hmm. And then if you do not like those results, you need to step it up and make better plans so you can get better results,
0: my people taking notes. That's the part you underline and highlight. Okay. That's it right there.
1: Yes. That, that, that is the, that, I mean, that's the key for life before investing. You really have to do your due, due diligence on these things. And also obviously long-term investing, take your time with investing. Don't try to get rich quick. Don't try to get rich quick because you, you don't get rich quick. Cause I tried it. Uh, <laughs>
0: I mean, by definition, if you're long-term investing, you you, you have you're to take your time, exactly. right? So I mean,
1: yes, and that's the one thing to always remember is relative to your income. Okay, so I mean, if you make fifty thousand dollars, you need to have people who make fifty thousand dollars type of money invested. If you want to have more than that, then you have to make more money. There you go. <laughs> okay, and then um. Oh. Bible, again, you have to be faithful with little before you rule over much. That's Jesus. I think that's Luke 16 and 10. Jesus said that. So when you're faithful with a little bit, right, then you'll get more. Okay, that's a word from God. Well, right. Je- Jesus and the, you know, God in the form of man. Okay. <laughs> Straight from the Lord himself. Right. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> All right. All right, so that's the too long, didn't listen section. That's it. If you don't want an hour, look, am I might still have an hour left in me. That's good. That's an hour and 44. Right. But yeah, so that that's, again, that's not in depth. I still have one, two, three, four. I still have four more sections to do. I'm going to explain IRAs. I'm going to explain what ta- capital gains taxes are. I'm going to explain in-depth ETF stocks, mutual funds. If you want to hear that, continue listening. If not... The, the, there you go. That's your investing advice.
0: You're welcome. Shorter episode, folks. Yes, yeah, for this, sh- yeah, this is a right. little 45
1: minutes shorter episode, <laughs> folks. That's that's it, okay? Because, like, I would have to make more episodes, and we're not at the point now where I can do that. So, you know, I'm I'm that's I, called
0: a series. <laughs> yeah, <again. laughs>
1: I'm, I'm, I'm doing the be- I'm doing the best I can because I don't want to shortchange you all on this stuff, okay? And also, again, before I get into it, I'm not a financial advisor. I am not an investment professional. If you take your investment advice for someone who is not one of those things. Shame on you. However, please listen to what I'm about to say. <laughs> okay, what's this next section, Jordan?
0: We talking about getting started. Let's get started. Hey, okay. Let's get it started. Can I that uh, I hey, look, well, I'm hey. not repro.
1: Guess what? I thought I have to reprocess the videos when we get flagged. Yeah. I don't have an option. Like I, it's- the only option is for me to find it and mute it myself, not to re-download it and upload it, which is reprocessing exactly. it again.
0: <laughs> That's why I said like, I got to have to take it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh my man. goodness! Yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out to them making us do more work. Yeah.
0: It's okay. I thought I thought mm-hmm. they could just be
1: like, I thought I was gonna be able to mono- not monetize the video and keep it in there. Nope, yeah. it has to get taken out. Gotcha.
0: <laughs> they were just letting me know, regardless. i was like to say, if you want me to do, I, I can do one. You do the other one. Let's we'll split it. What uploads? Because we gotta do two uh, episodes. Oh right? no, no,
1: no. Oh no, that's fine. I'm talking about if I had to re-edit the to keep the uh, jingle in there. Tracking. Yeah, that's what time. We're not we're not doing it. Okay. Okay. So getting started, what's the very first thing you should do investing? you need to create an investment document where you write down all of your investment ideas and you need to date them so you can see where your mind is at at the time you had this particular investment idea so you can call this like an investment journal right you can if you use your the notes in your iphone right this is what I have. You just just brain dump, and I put dates next to them just to see. Okay, I want, I'm looking at this stock, looking at the, these dividend funds, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This isn't what you're going to be executing on. But again, you know, write it down, right? Make a plain. What I can't remember all my Bible stuff. Anyways, write it down so it's not in your brain, and when you know you forget, you know you you already have it there for you. Okay. Once you're writing things down, how how, how do I invest? You cannot invest into the stock market as a person. You cannot invest into the stock market. A brokerage can invest into the stock market. So to get into the stock market, you need to open an, a, a brokerage account. What are brokerages? I don't really know. I don't know why they call them this name. It's a weird word. All it is is a place. <laughs> it's a broker. That's the thing. It's like, it's a broker. That's what they said. It was a brokerage. A, broker. a broker. These are, are companies that are able to invest into the stock market. I have a reel on this about how you open up a, um, a bank account And then you transfer That money to the brokerage Which is technically a bank And then they invest Into the stock market for
0: you What are the shameless plugs At the end We forgot to do that At the beginning It's okay uh, Follow him Yeah at sideline yeah, Corey, yeah yeah But yeah. it's okay I mean y'all
1: should know by now It'll I be mean, in the YouTube Just uh, notes Show notes For those listening on YouTube Gotcha But yeah You can follow me At sideline, sideline underscore Corey For uh, that reel But yeah So what the first thing You need to do Is actually open a bank account okay then from your bank account you would transfer the money or do an ACH which is an automated automated uh, clearing house that's what does transfer from banks to banks you will transfer that money from your bank to a brokerage. A brokerage would be Fidelity, Vanguard, Robinhood, Charles Schwab, E-Trade, et etc. et cetera, N1 Finance. That is a brokerage. Then from the brokerage, you will do a, not you, but they do a DTCC, which is uh, Depository, Treasury, Commission, something. Those are the, It's the same thing as an ACH, except they're the ones who handle transferring money from a brokerage to the stock market, okay? So again, remember I said your bank account can only do ACHs and you need to do a DTCC to get into the stock market. So you need to get an account, which is a brokerage account that will allow you to do that. Okay. Now always remember this. You can't, you can't do wire transfers real quick wires. Y'all, Y'all know what wires are not the move, not the show. <laughs> 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 wires are what y'all trying to do to uh, is cri- is crypt- what crypto is for. Instantaneously tra- uh, transferring money, validated, it usually comes with a fee, and there is usually no cap on how much money you can transfer. And it usually takes you know a, a day at the most. is pretty much as inten- instantaneous as you can get as far as transferring uh, digital currency that isn't crypto. Okay, but if you don't do a wire, you would have to do something that is called an EFT. Not an ETF, an EFT. Okay. I, I mean, goodness. Remember I told you about the names? Listen, did
0: <laughs> so they make the acronyms any closer? All right.
1: Hey, you on Fidelity and you see EFT and you like, I know, no, no, no. What is this? <laughs> EFT stands for Electronic fund transfer that is literally what it is when you're electronically transferring your funds that can take anywhere from one to three business days business days meaning not the weekend and not ho- federal holidays okay <laughs> just
0: m- monday through friday y'all right okay. monday through friday right With the exception of holidays exactly so i'm saying this
1: to say when you do an eft you're transferring the money doing an ach from your bank account let's say 100 dollars to fidelity by the way no sponsor from anyone any company that I'm mentioning, because I think we have to say that. Mm-hmm. So no sponsor from any of these places that we're mentioning. Don't sue us, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> I'll say that fast because I can just, you know, that's what you do on the lawyers you say real quick, so you know. <laughs> okay, but you transfer that $100 from your bank account to Fidelity. That's an EFT, an electronic fund transfer. That can take one to three days. So what does this mean? You won't be able to buy that stock Right away, because you have to wait till the money is in that account for you to buy it. Yes, you can use margin, don't do that. That's debt. <laughs> no. don't, don't, y'all can do what y'all want, y'all grown, but don't use with the Robin Hood. I think two people might have killed themselves now, but one guy did kill himself, young kid, I think it was 18 19, because the, the numbers were wrong and he had like almost a million dollars in debt because he was playing with that margin. Do not do that. Again, long-term investing, so there's no rush Stay to get away the money from there. things y'all don't
0: understand, guys. Yeah, I mean, right. real talk. Yeah, well, we don't understand investing, Corey, because this is why we're listening. trying to be out here like... Fatality. All right. You don't want to do that, person. Oh,
1: my goodness. And then Satan is like, yes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Then the, 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 the IRS. FBI. They at your door, okay? But you have to do an electronic fund transfer, and it can take one to three days. So essentially, if you're trying to buy, let's say Apple, Apple's at a buck forty-ish right now. So let's say you're trying to transfer, you know, that one fifty to buy it. It's gonna, it might take three days for your, the money to get into your Fidelity account. And now Apple is a buck sixty, so you can't buy it. So always be mindful of that. And again, with long-term investing, dollar cost averaging, and if you're doing fractional share investing, that's not going to be an issue. But always be mindful that your money does not instantaneously show up in your brokerage account now wealth generational wealth type stuff you might hear sometimes people saying they just got money sitting there liquid cash ready to invest Mm -hmm. that money is not in their bank account that money is in the brokerage account okay now brokerage account bank account i was talking about fdic ncua for credit unions and banks uh Uh, Not respectively, because I've mixed them up. FDIC for banks, NCUA for credit unions. They insure your bank account for $250,000. If you need clarity on that, please uh, listen to episode 12.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: When you open up a brokerage account, as I'll talk again about banks' products. Again, uh, brokerages have a lot of products to sell, too. They're called IRAs. They're called traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs, money market accounts, right? Uh, ESAs, education savings accounts for uh, your children's college, 529s another kid's college uh, savings account they have all these different products that they offer when you go to open a brokerage account you know at the bigger one something like fidelity to Vanguard you'll see all these options you'll see money market this savings this the only thing you need to look for is that they are not going to charge you any fees for only having zero dollars and zero cents in there that's it the same thing you look for you're doing a bank account the issue is they are to have all these disclaimers letting you know that their money the money's not insured because they're not technically a bank So when your money, when your money, again, the money goes from your bank account to the brokerage's account to the stock market. And then when you sell, it's the reverse of that. It leaves the stock market to your brokerage account. And that money has to settle and that can take up to three days. And then you have to transfer that money to your bank account. So essentially, once your money leaves your bank account, it is not insured. However, this money is going to the stock market. (laughs) <laughs> so, right. so it might be all gone anyways so that's what you need to look for make sure there are no fees the money is not insured that's usually all they're telling you open up a simple account you don't get no interest you don't want no interest anyway because you're gonna be putting the money
0: in the stock market to get the interest that you want so that's what you did to go about picking your your brokerage account what evaluating those terms those that information yeah
1: i mean I, well i didn't I already, I already knew it was you know what i mean i guess me being, I already knew that it was going to be there. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? From a banking standpoint, I I, I already knew that 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 account was not insured and I didn't insure. So it was nothing. I didn't read it fully because I already knew what they were saying. They, okay. would, they have all you know, they have all the legal terms there. Right. And I realized what they were saying is this money is not insured. That them saying they, they had all these, you know, legal stuff to they were saying this money's not insured. That's no. all they were saying. Well, I
0: wasn't just talking about the insurance, I was talking about like the fees and all that type of all Oh the, yeah, that's um, I mean that's
1: that's plain as day. Obviously I don't know every brokerage account, but usually there's a clear cut one that, you know, doesn't um doesn't charge you any fees uh, for that account because some can gain you higher interest, right? Sort of like a money market I was talking about. So they require you to keep a certain amount of money in that account. And then obviously, or you might have, to have a certain amount invested. Again, products, just like banks, they have, is investing. So they got a whole bunch of options uh, that you can do. But for most people getting started, just get you one that has no, no fees attached to it at all. That, that's all you need to look at. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Then let's talk about, okay, now you have a brokerage account. Okay. What can I put my money into? okay let's talk about market caps there are four market caps the three well the four main ones but the three main ones are small cap mid cap and large cap small cap are companies between 300 million and two billion dollars mid cap is two billion to ten billion dollars and large cap or blue chip is 10 billion plus there's like a mega cap which is like you know like where apple is at those are like it might be like a hundred billion dollars, you know, something, some crazy. Cause at, remember I said 10 billion plus Apple's worth 2 trillion. Gotcha.
0: <laughs> That's a whole so, other word. Yeah,
1: so there's, there's, <laughs> there's like another one on top of that, but you know, it's large cap. So those are the caps. And then another thing you might hear for those caps is um, for small cap, you might hear aggressive growth um, for mid cap. You might hear growth and for a large cap, you might hear growth and income. Those are, they're all the same things. I don't know. I do not know why they decided to name them differently, but it's, it's all the same thing. So Excuse if
0: I use those terms, that, that automatically assume that I'm referring to the cap associated with Yeah, that. if you say okay.
1: aggressive, so it's code. Okay. Yeah, X equals Y, Y equals X. Yep. Tracking. Yep. Okay. Aggressive growth means small cap. Okay. that's That's what that means. Now, let me say this. I am not an investment professional. People can, people can lie to you. Remember, well, <laughs> I always say this. I'm glad that, I mean, I'm not happy it happens. people got screwed. But remember when Wells Fargo went to court for all that stuff because they was lying and giving dead people accounts and all these things? Right. Back before that happened, you my banking advice be like, oh, no, I'm doing this at Wells Fargo. Oh, they breaking the rules. (laughs) I can't make them get caught. You know, so there's always that caveat, right? That you know, someone. I mean, people do break the law, right? What's his name? A Ponzi scheme. What's Ponzi scheme? Bernie Madoff. (laughs) Okay, y'all, everyone should know about that. All right, so those are the market caps. The fourth one is, you know, don't need to go into it, but it's um international. So not not just the United States, <laughs> right? Okay, that's it for that one. So those are the four main ones. Then you have uh, the GICS, which is the Global Industry Classification Standard. Those are the people who determine the eleven sectors in the stock market. Corey did not prep for everything, so I'm about to freestyle at the top of the head what these eleven sectors are. You have the energy sector. You have the industrial sector. You have the material sector. You have the consumer discretionary sector. You have the information technology sector. You have the financial sector. You have the healthcare sector. You have the communication sector. You have the consumer staple sector. You have the real estate sector. And you have the utility sector. Those are all 11. I got it.
0: We got to give that man a round of applause for that, yo. You made just spit 11 things off the top of his head. Thanks for being great.
1: Hey, now And the funny thing about that is, like, that might be the order. Like, when you Google it, that might be, like, that's the order <laughs> that it pops up
0: Then, Hey, put in putting that word. Because
1: um, on Investopedia, that's the main place I get a lot of my financial information from. I went to, when I pulled up GICS, you know, I went to Wikipedia for that. And they had the same order that Investopedia had for those 11 sectors. <laughs> so, I was like, okay, this must be the order people will memorize them. Memorize, Yes, that's my word, memorize. Yeah. Remember them and memorize them. So, those are the 11 sectors. Obviously, this is more stock-based, you guys, for investing. Sorry you know it's not you know real estate type stuff so because that most of you this is what you need to do <laughs> okay and this again lower lowest barrier to entry so again those are the different uh, assets I mean those are different um, sectors that you can invest into for the stock market now there are subsectors. It's like 200 plus of those no I don't the only one I know was like semiconductors <laughs> for IT that's one yeah that. that's it that's one so there are 11 major sectors okay so I'm saying that to talk about asset diversification when it comes to diversification, the most I've heard is 25% that you should be in one asset/slash sector. When it comes to diversification, it's not just about the asset. Remember, I said the asset classes. You have income, right? Cash, you have fixed income, which is bonds, you have equities or stocks, right? And then you have alternate investments, which is everything, right? Else real estate, crypto, you know, commodities, gold, things of that nature you can diversify 25% into that. And then on top of that, you can look into your diversification as far as the particular sector. So we have those 11 sectors that I mentioned. You could look at making sure you're not over you know, 25%. And let's say the tech sector, the consumer discretionary sector, the consumer staples sector, and the communication sector, Right? you'd be 25% in all of those. When it comes to these sectors in the stock market, Don't try to invest in all of them. If you're going to invest in all of them, it would be with something like Voo or Spy where you're buying the entire stock market so you would naturally be in them. You do not need to know all of these sectors to start out. Most people don't know all of the sectors. Some might say they know all the sectors and that's why they don't invest in all of them. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. But the number is 20 to 25%. Kevin O'Leary. Uh, that's Mr. Wonderful from shark tank. Word to him. Um, he, uh, his is 20% and then no more than 20% in one. So that's, you know, that'd be one fifth and Dave Ramsey. His is 25%. And I haven't heard a number higher than 25%. So anywhere from 20, to 25% in one asset class slash diversification. Okay. um, now we're talking about, well, how do I know what to invest in? We talked about this, mental makeup, risk tolerance, okay? You have to figure out your risk tolerance, but the main thing you have to figure out is whether or not you're an active or passive investor. Okay. Active or passive investor outranks your risk tolerance, okay? Because if you're, the um, the risk tolerance is subjective, okay? Active and passive investments are that's subject and that's objective. It's either an it, if you're day trading, that is active, gotcha. <laughs> that's an active investment. If you're doing mutual funds, that's a passive investment. You can't even trade mutual funds during the day. I'll explain that a little later on, but that's that's a passive investment. Now, there are actively managed funds, that just means you have to pay a higher fee. That means a human is actually you know putting stocks uh, in the fund itself, but that's not an active investment. So, the first thing you need to figure out is if you're an active or passive investor because that is gonna tie into your mental makeup the most, because that is gonna calm you down or ratchet you up, whichever way you look at it. So someone like myself who got into an active investment Foolishly and realized, bro, you are a passive investor. And I was like, I'm just gonna take the 10k loss because I'm a passive investor. <laughs> That's literally what I did. My man hopped out like, bro. I was going. Now, this does not mean you can't be an active investor. I can be an active investor. It takes too much time to do that, you know, for my threshold of where I need to be at to do active investing. I would have to do it all day, and I'm not a day trader, and I have to, I'm a software developer, so I can't do it all day. All right. <laughs> so you need to figure out that first, active or passive investing. Then your risk tolerance. You know, either you have a high risk or low risk. The one thing with risk tolerance is why it's subjective is you can, quote unquote, lower or mitigate the risk with more the more information you have. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you can't you can't make an active investment, a passive one or vice versa by researching. It either is or isn't that type of investment. But you can, you know, do your research on a particular investment and lower the risk in, at least to yourself. And it doesn't you know it doesn't lower it doesn't <laughs> lower the risk overall, what it is but it can lower the risk uh, in and of it to yourself. So figure out passive ev- passive or active investing first, that's objective, and then figure out your risk tolerance second, that's subjective. And you always figure out the objective things first, because those are more facts. okay? And then on top of that, um, let's get into, all right, yeah, here we go. If we want to know, single stocks, right, ETFs, mutual funds, here we go, yeah. All
0: right, a single Where the money at, Corey? <laughs> yeah, here we go, here we
1: go. All right, so single stocks, what is a single stock? That is essentially you owning a share and not a share, but a stock within one company. So if you go and try to buy Apple, that is just a single stock. Okay, that's very simple. Then there are also penny stocks. Somebody did ask the question Do I invest in penny stocks? No. I, I, <laughs> I couldn't even, the only penny stocks I know about is from uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I think they had them on that.
0: <laughs> they, they did. Yeah, that was a pinch sheet. Right? So
1: yeah, I don't invest in uh, penny stocks. One, again, a penny stock would be what?
0: I mean, a, a penny. No
1: active investment. Oh, okay. And I, I just, mean, <laughs> I just figured it wasn't. The return it would be a penny side too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I'll clear that up. Return. One hundred percent return is one hundred percent return. It does not matter what it is on. That's the one thing with people trying to do short squeezes. Something that goes from fifty dollars to a hundred dollars. That's a hundred percent. Try. Versus something that goes from two dollars to four dollars. That is a hundred percent. So if in both those scenarios you put in a thousand dollars. You will get the exact same return. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. That that's that's math. So it's about the growth percentage. Yeah. That, yes, it's interest. About the growth percentage. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. And obviously, a stock is more likely to go from two to four than fifty to one hundred. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that that's that's why people try to get penny stocks right? get it on the ground floor because then you can get that you know twenty five cents. But the
0: two hundred dollars. So, so the growth is what matters, and what's the so the the risk tolerance is different for a penny stock versus a oh, penny pennies. I
1: mean, I'll, I mean. Crypto might have taken the number one spot now. Okay. okay. <laughs> I would say out of all the things, you know, you traditionally quote unquote invest in penny stock. I mean, it's penny stock. I mean, I think like it's like I said, aggressive growth, small cap. Like I think penny stocks means like this is the most aggressive. <laughs> it's a penny stock. Like, I mean, it's, you know, it is what it is. But no, I don't. um I don't do penny stock investing. I couldn't even help you with doing penny stock investing. For free, you know, I would have to do research, and obviously, my clients they're not looking at that, so you would have to pay me. So, I, I would actually have an incentive. But, real talk, you, know, you better hope you are learning something somebody's paying me, you know, to, to already research. So, yeah, I don't look at penny stocks, and then we can talk about funds. This is confusing because I researched this, and everybody said they didn't know what it is either. <laughs> so, I swear to God. I swear to God. So I'm going to add clarity. But there is the third thing I'm going to mention. I, we didn't know. And by we, I mean the financial sphere on YouTube. So you have mutual funds, you have ETFs, and you have index funds. And again, ETFs is exchange cha- traded fund.
0: So these are ETFs, guys, not e- yeah, not EFTs. EFTs
1: okay? okay, right. You need to do an EFT to get an ETF. The, oh, oh <laughs> no, don't do it, <laughs> right? Okay, so let me. The easiest way to look at it is single stocks and funds. That's the easiest way to separate your brain with it. Okay, so for funds, they are made up of multiple single stocks. Okay, you there is no like quote unquote fund, so something like SPY or VU that is an ETF. Here we go. Index fund that mirrors the S&P 500 index, which are the top 500 companies in the United States. So that particular ETF, let's say VU, is going to have 500 single stocks in it. And then inside of that, the person you know who picks um, these stocks it can be active or passively managed they are going to um, have a certain percentage weight of those particular stocks. So like I mentioned with Amazon for fractional share investing, Amazon is $3,000. You can spend 600 to get 20%, right, or one fifth a fraction of Amazon. Or you can use an ETF, right, which is called FDIS, which is the consumer discretionary sector one, and you can get 20% of Amazon inside of that ETF for $80. So that's the lower barrier of entry right there in comparison. Usually ETFs have a very, very low barrier of entry compared to um, single stocks and mutual funds. Some mutual funds, you need like three racks to get into them versus I just said $80 for one. And then so like VU and SPY, I think, like I said, they're around the $400 mark, but there are plenty of sector ETFs. that are only, you know, under $100 that you can get into right away. Okay, then there are mutual funds, okay. Um Mutual funds, they have, uh, in comparison to ETFs, they have higher fees, right? They usually have 12B1 fees, 12B, 12B fees, 12B, B1 is something, I forget, it's 12B fees or something like that because now my brain is thinking about some vitamin or some crap. Anyway, anyway, mutual funds are usually actively managed. ETFs are usually passively managed. So actively managed means there's an, an actual human that is putting these stocks inside the particular fund. Versus an ETF where this more obviously it's a human still doing it, but they just pick them and they just let it ride based off that particular index or sector that it's mirroring. So obviously you have higher fees, but higher fees that obviously comes with a higher chance uh, to get a return on investment. Um, then on top of that, ETFs, again, exchange traded funds, right? The New York Stock Exchange, right? Mm-hmm. So ETFs are single stocks in the sense of you can trade them actively during the day. You can actually buy them when the stock market is open from 930 to a.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But a mutual fund, you can only buy that when the stock market is closed. <laughs> OK, so, you you know, when as the market's going up and down. You, 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 you stuck. You can't, you can't do, you can't trade some, excuse me, trade it. You cannot neither buy nor sell it. You just gotta got to <laughs> wait. Okay. You. Then like, wait, Corey, index funds. This is what I talk about. Nobody knows. I don't even know if index funds exist to my knowledge. Index funds and ETFs are the same thing, <laughs> but apparently they were different. Regardless, it, it, there are funds and then there are single stocks. Like, I, I mean, I really do mean this. I've watched multiple videos trying to find the difference between these three and I did not get an answer so that that's not my fault yeah.
0: <laughs> ask your investment professional. and what do we tell you Invest in what you know so if we don't yeah. know you don't know right. yeah. <laughs> so don't put no money in that okay
1: yeah. and then let's talk about well what single stocks should i invest in if you're going to do single stocks right remember this is discretionary income after you're doing you know your 15 percent for your retirement well buy the single stocks that are inside the funds that you are purchasing inside your 401k and a 401k you can you can only buy funds I, I i'm not aware of anyone you can obviously have um esos employee stock options where you know you work for apple and they give you apple stock but that that you can't invest into it inside of the 401k but look at your 401k see what stocks you're invested into and then buy those single stocks <laughs> that's it for most of you starting out get get you the the blue chip companies inside the S&P 500 that that's the best ones um i'm saying best ones but those are more, more stable ones you got a. Yeah. Uh, what is it? You have growth, then you have blended, and then you have value stocks. So growth ones are more stable. Something like Apple, where you know it's going to you know s- slow growth, but you know it's more stable versus value. The stocks, I think they may be undervalued, but you know they, they have room to grow, quote unquote. But you want to look at you some large blue chip companies, you know the Microsofts, the Apples, not Amazon. You can do fractional share investing, but Am- Amazon's too. Amazon's too. <laughs> Amazon's three thousand dollars a share. Did you, Amazon has never done a stock split, right? And they're at three, a little over $3,000 a share. Apple has done, I think, six stock splits. They've done a four, four to one, seven to one,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and three two to ones or something. And it might be one extra one. If Apple never did a stock split, They'd be worth over thirty. You have to pay thirty thousand dollars to get For one sure. share. <laughs> <laughs> um. By the way, the Dow Jones, the Dow Jones, like Apple, would be worth the Dow Jones. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so are people listening? What's what's uh, a stock split? Stock split. I know we know what it is. Um, but yeah.
1: This is why be a stock split is when a stock splits. I was talking about the barrier entry and the threshold you all want to reach. It's not that complicated. A stock split is when the stock splits. So if you own ten shares and they do a two to one split. You will now you know divide you have ten divided by two so you will have, now have five you have excuse me you have twenty shares it doubles yeah, for it's you it multiplies it multiplies for you so mm-hmm. your the your um you own more shares but and the value of the share the goes, goes down goes down but you don't lose any money but right. this is great because now you can buy more say the stock is worth a hundred dollars that's what divides so the stock's worth a hundred dollars they do a two to one split the stock is now worth fifty dollars right
0: but you have twice as many yeah but shares. Now you now have
1: twice as many shares so the math's even yeah that's what I was talking about the dividing part of it yep and that's on wait. <laughs> I don't know when. I don't know when Amazon is doing this stock split, but oh my god, the market it probably crashed the market as far as like people trying to do stuff. Like because <laughs> <laughs> I, I calculated that Apple one, I was like,
0: yeah, that four to one was the last one. I mean, that I was mean, mean.
1: yeah, they're at one hundred and forty dollars, and that another you know, splits add, you know, they add up from multiplication standpoint to like 200 and something. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, 200 times a hundred, you know, that's (laughs) 20,000. I was like, oh my goodness. So yeah, stock splits. That's when the company splits the stock. So whatever, how many stocks you have, yours gets multiplied by what they split it by. And then the stock price will get divided by that much.
0: There's also, well, without getting too complicated, there's also reverse split, right? So when a company is doing bad, they can also take,
1: they'll buy back the shares. Yeah, they'll buy
0: back the shares. They can That's buy
1: back that. shares without doing the reverse stock split, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean they can they can buy back. I mean, a company can buy shares. So, Period. you know what I mean? I got you. <laughs> yeah. Is, that's talking about the threshold don't even don't worry about that don't right. worry about that don't worry about the. don't worry about stock splits <laughs> no, i just said that as a little nugget um okay yeah but yeah if you, you want you just to,
0: need to know if you have a company and they <laughs> they, they send you a, they'll send first of all they'll send you a notice when that happens right yeah, so they, they, oh, have, they, oh, they have, have to, to let that. you know that this is yeah. occurring right mm-hmm. and so you just need to know like what the current value is and how many shares you now have that's yeah. that's all that means okay yeah, they, otherwise don't pay it any attention
1: mm-hmm. yeah they're required to buy Talking about with crypto Crypto, everything hasn't been figured out yet, but they're required to, by laws, from a stock market standpoint, to give you all that, pretty much everything, as if you're their um account, you're their CFO. They're required to give you all their financials, how much debt they have, how much cash they have, uh, once you're a public traded company. But y'all don't need to know about that either. To start out, getting invest in Apple. They have $200 billion in cash. There you go. Invest in very... <laughs>
0: and it's going up all the time. Yeah. The best
1: thing to do, I say, as far as what you know ETFs to get into look at the sector etfs and when you're looking at these sector etfs i would say look i looked at all 11 of them and those have the top 10 that they have um their their uh portfolio invested into okay the top ten shares uh, top ten stocks excuse me and if you the more the higher your the lower your risk tolerance the more of those top ten stocks you need to know off off a rip the higher your risk tolerance the less stocks you need to know because you have a higher risk now when it comes to investing I don't yeah I'm about to get right, this You're right. Get right now, into now you, yeah you can leave it right here okay but um I was talking about subsidiaries right uh Google Jordan right Alphabet Nike mm-hmm. okay so you. company like a company like north i have a lot of north faces for people that know me north does not own themselves they are a subsidiary they are owned by vf corporation who who is vf corporation i don't know so you might right so you might be trying to invest in something and then the parent company is something else but the vf corporation they own North They own Supreme. They own Timberland. They own Vans. They own uh, I think it's Eastport. They own hope. They own over 55 percent of the global backpack market. <laughs>
0: like all those brands you knew, right. i named i know all of them Right, so. yeah
1: and then so you know that that you know so that might be something when you're looking to the sectors you might you know the the company you see you might not know them but if you you know you look at their wikipedia and see who's under them like i don't know who i literally don't know what vf corporation is i don't but they own a lot of companies that we that yeah we you just named right. them i was like oh okay right. i need yeah. to know them <laughs> right okay and that's why i said in the, the google alphabet joke right most most people don't even probably know what alpha like that's like a game show question it
0: really is <laughs> like that's the, that's one of the million dollars. Yeah, who is the parent company of Google? What? Right. Google, <laughs> Google's not, not the parent company. So, yeah, uh, that's something you look into.
1: Um, so look at those sectors and see what you understand. And then put, pick a couple of them. I'm in VDI, VDIS, which is consumer discretionary. Uh, m- most of you will understand the consumer discretionary uh, as far as face value. You might understand the market, but those companies, you understand the tech sector. You understand the communication sector. And you understand the consumer staple sector Um, because those are clear as day. The consumer discretionary sector, to get into these sectors real quick, that is Amazon, Nike, Home Depot, Target, Lowe's, Starbucks, Tesla, those type of companies. And yes, they're all in the same sector. I don't know why they're all in the same sector, because some of you might be thinking, I thought Amazon would be in the IT. Nope, it's not. Now, why why is why is Amazon and Nike in the same place? Why is Tesla here? Don't they make cars? Well if Tesla's here, guess who else is here? GM is here. General Motors, Ford is here. I don't know. These are wait. Remember, I was talking about clothes, right? VF Corporation. They're in this sector, too, right? Nike. They sell clothes. Under Armour is here. OK, Polo is here. I don't know why they put it, but this is the sector. OK, <laughs> so y'all, a lot of you will probably recognize that sector. And again, consumer discretionary. That's what we consume at our discretion. That's a lot of stuff you're buying. Now, a lot of you may be thinking, isn't Amazon and Target's biz- biggest competitor, Walmart? Yes. Guess where Walmart's at? The consumer staple sector with Coca-Cola and Pepsi. Look, again, Costco. I don't make these sectors. I don't put them where they're at. But when you do, this is why y'all want the information. Y'all want to get this investing. This that tip of the iceberg threshold. where y'all don't even know. Y'all wouldn't even be able to realize what companies are in what sector. There are companies that are major competitors with each other. They aren't even in the same sector, so technically they're not competitors from that standpoint. Now, Amazon. Wait, don't they got beef with Apple and Microsoft? Right. Yeah. So Apple, Microsoft. Obviously, that's in the IT sector. Right. Nvidia. I'm not. Most of y'all don't know the companies, but y'all they make all the stuff that y'all use. Okay, and then then on top of that, wait, Google should be here, too. Right. Nope. 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 You got Amazon cloud services. You got uh, uh, Azure cloud services and you got Google's cloud platform. Those are all three different sectors of the the stock market because Google is in the communication sector with Facebook, with AT&T, with Verizon, with T-Mobile, obviously Twitter. It's like what? Again, if you want to know what companies are with. Uh, in which sector look to see when people are going to court google and facebook usually always got to go to court together with antitrust stuff <laughs> look, i know a lot of y'all
0: trying to remember this stuff i'm out here just like <laughs> jordan's saying this because he, none of this stuff is on the notes <laughs> it's not at all i was like i'm like squinting i'm like we're like, reading the same screen okay that, that's, that's why i told that's why i told you to stop yeah.
1: uh okay that's what i'm talking about the subs, the subs but, excuse me, not google alphabet Right. And then so, um you know, those are usually the sectors you'll probably understand. It's okay if you don't understand every single sector. Again, time in the market is better than time in the market. Right. So just get in, get you some funds and get your money growing. Again, this is this is after your 15 percent. So this is just crazy whipped
0: cream. If you're like me, you don't know all the stuff in all the sectors. Just I mean You have to lazy. hire me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Get, get you a Corey. Give him money. Okay. Yes. Um in the meantime you gotta you, you can always look at what you use on a day to day basis, I'm right? About, yeah, and, okay. you, okay. I'm did sorry, you read man. it? Did you read it? I didn't oh, read go it. ahead. Go ahead. Okay. That's the same. Sanity, My bad. I, was, I was just it. thinking out loud. I was, like, I was, I was like, <laughs> Yeah, so you wanna invest in things you know <laughs> all right that's 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 the that's the easiest thing to do right oh so my i'm gonna turn it back over the course to course so and go into the day hey the but,
1: synergy i mean we have episode 13 now
0: hey, i was just about to say in. that mm-hmm.
1: so how do i know what to invest into well look what are you buying what are you what are you spending money on right like i said it might be north face and it's vfc technically but a a, a good amount of things are usually the parent company is what you're buying so a joke is don't buy a netflix subscription until you have some netflix ownership <laughs> obviously netflix is a lot of money so again you can use ETF. Oh, communication sector. That's where Netflix is at too. So who, Google, Facebook, Twitter, Netflix, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile. Hulu, right? Oh, wait! Don't don't Amazon have Amazon Prime? Wait! Don't Amazon own Whole Foods? Aren't they in healthcare? This yes, Amazon everywhere.
0: What's your call? They're literally yeah. the definition of all
1: purpose. Yeah. Okay. So, so and that's why you have to be careful with the diversification and your risk tolerance and understanding if you're passive or active investments because just be Amazon is in the consumer discretionary sector, but just because that sector goes down doesn't mean Amazon is going to go down because they're not they're diversified as a company in and of itself. Um, so that that's one thing you need to uh, look at. But yeah, don't you know get you know don't, don't get the you don't have to buy the communication sector because obviously if you don't understand it, don't do that. But just as a you know a joke, usually the joke is if you want to know what to buy, you know, spend money on a stock before you actually you know get the subscription. For those of you out here trying to buy Jordans, right? You like I'm trying to invest in Jordans, Corey. What stock? Ain't no stock for Jordan. It's called Nike. Remember, right. Jordan don't own themselves. They're a subsidiary of Nike. So before you spend that two hundred dollars. On some Jordans, go ahead and get you a Nike stock first, right? Or have a little competition with yourself. That's what I have now, right? I'm gonna spend more money on Nike stock, and then you know get some shoes. I will probably never get some shoes because mm-hmm. now I'll just buy, you know, I'll yeah. just the go I'll just pay the seven hundred dollar price for them.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> we at one point we were terrible with sneakers, y'all. Yeah, that, that's, that's really why we're. That's of, really why we're here. Literally. I had a fifteen.
1: I mean, I, I paid it off. I had the cash, but fifteen hundred dollars on my credit card. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I I have a problem. I have a
0: problem. Yeah, the sneakers app, and we were just out here like waiting and watching and buying.
1: Yeah, I was going to the bathroom doing work to make sure I could buy on time. It was crazy. (laughs) It was crazy. Alarm
0: set. Like It was 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 bad. It was was bad.
1: But uh, yeah, yeah, so... That, that's just a little trick if you want to know what to invest into. Look at what you're spending your money on. Um, again, if you say something like North Face, you can literally Google North Face stock price and it'll pull up VFC. So it'll you know shout to Google or should I say Alphabet? Yeah. So even if it's not the parent company, you can just Google it and it should pop up for you. Uh, then on top of that, just to get into more realizing who owns what. Something called L- I wish we can we can but it's not on the New York Stock Exchange because it's a French company. LVMH, do you know what that is? A not Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy. I don't know if I said that right. That's the company that essentially owns almost every single luxury clothing brand that you can think of. Really, Louis Vuitton, yeah. right? All right, Hennessy, right? That they own the alcohol too. <laughs> they own a labor that. Oh, he's he's it's they, you know, they'd be competing at the top for the wealthiest Wait, people. Wait, so that's the parent company <laughs> that
0: owns literally all the- i have to pull up. It's
1: not. Then there's Christian D. It's crazy. It, yeah. bro. Now we're, talk, we're talking about hundreds of billion dollars decisions. We're talking about that generational wealth money because obviously these are people's names. Right. We're talking right. about companies that are way old and they've merged. So it's actually, if you look at it- like Christian Dior mm-hmm. has the majority ownership in Louis Vuitton at Hennessy, but it's not the it's it's a parent company, but it's not it's cr- it's crazy. What? But regardless, the person cannot get too sidetracked. The person who owns this, I think you know him, you know Bezos, you know Bill Gates, Warren Buffett. Right. They you know they compete with being the wealthiest people in the world, and I think he might be it. But I mean, literally, they own almost every single luxury brand you can think of. Almost every single one of them. That's I did, I just said like Christian Dior. Right. I mean, they own almost everything. Think about this because y'all be talking about supporting black businesses. Don't buy nothing of, don't buy any uh, Rihanna's makeup because she don't own that no more. Guess who does? Ooh. LVMH, Louis Vuitton, Moe Hennessy. Really? They're a subpart, of, they're a subsidiary of.
0: Rihanna doesn't of own her own makeup brand? No, not I no more. It. She
1: sold it. That, that's why I was, I, you know, I don't know if I was, this happened, did Title drop when we were in college? I Regardless, so. when Title, after Dre sold his beats to Apple, I knew they was playing us. That's why I don't do the black business stuff. Wow, he had a str- he had a stranglehold on the headphones market. And you gonna sell it to Apple? Now you should sell the Apple because it's your money, your life, your generational wealth. But then when y'all be talking about the black businesses, again, didn't Jay Z just sell that? And then y'all think y'all supporting black business with Rihanna? No, y'all. This is again the threshold. This is just the when we get the generational wealth, and I'll really be breaking down some other stuff. When you see how these, how much money these families are intertwined in the white community. Woo wee mm, y'all that's a wild but yeah yeah, if you want to if you want to look at it i'll pull it up yeah every time i say that i pull it up and we pull up nothing but (laughs) (laughs) but i'll try to remember that lvmh just put that in wikipedia and look at how many companies they own that and um what's the company a volkswagen group they own almost every luxury car brand you can think of they obviously own again volkswagen is the they you know volkswagen isn't the flagship isn't the luxury one audi is so they own volkswagen they own audi they own porsche they own uh, Lamborghini. They own almost every single thing. right? This is a German company, by the way, because y'all be complaining about who be making stuff. Guess who invented Volkswagen and Porsche like, in Germany? When do you think it was invented? Around the 1930s. And guess what was going on in Germany during the 1930s? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. We, gotta, we, gotta, we can't do that. that's why i hear people complain about like some stuff (laughs) (laughs) i mean put it like if you i mean 95 are
0: those those the people we can't talk about
1: yes we can't say that n-word okay we can't say either one of the n-words gotcha but yes those bad people in germany you are you want you can't wait to whip whip one of their vehicles i mean literally eisenhower interstate like 95 that is german technology it is the autobahn during world war ii our military was over there and said, hey, they can put tanks and military vehicles on this road. And then we went and built them over here. 95 is not for you. It's for our military. But we're in DEFCON 5 right now. And if we get to DEFCON 1, just like if you played that, was it Call of Duty, World of War? I mean, was it Modern Warfare 2 or 3 when, like, they really came over here and you started driving tanks and stuff? That's that's what that's for. If you ever look at how big 95 is, mm-hmm. yes, you can land an aircraft carrier on it. What? why do you think it traverses through all the major cities on the entire easter seaboard <laughs> y'all know y'all don't know y'all so people y'all don't even realize that everything is designed from a defense standpoint and for those of you wondering defcon 5 through one we went to defcon 3 during 9 11. there and there are two levels before after that what DEF CON 2 is like nuclear uh, war is immediate. And then DEF CON 1 means it, it's, <laughs> it's time. It, yeah. Uh, the slightly sidetracked though, yes, to get you to understand who owns what. And when y'all complain about some things, you don't even realize some of the origins of the things that you want, which is fine. I mean, it, you weren't alive. But when you start doing some of this research and you realize that, you know, the person who made Audi, the person who made Porsche, who who, who they actually were <laughs> at the time they made it, uh, yeah, start changing your mind. That's when you're looking to investing. Okay. And the last thing for this section. Okay. Only spend money. Oh, this is another joke. Only spend money at uh, places you have ownership in the company. Right. I made that the uh, Robin Hood joke. It might have been acorns. But like, yeah, I'm Bob. I have 22 shares. Right. Yeah. So I, if you have ownership or equity in a company, right, something like Nike, boom, you you own Nike. So only buy Nike. You know what I mean? Don't buy under <laughs> That quote unquote say it does save you money in the ultra long run. In the ultra ultra long run, <laughs> you're saying like fractions of a penny. But yeah, that's another trick too. Like you know, if you want to not like flex, you know, I'm I'm just you know only wear the companies I own. That um, it do, that literally does save you money because at some point in time, it's going to trickle up to you. To you at some point in time. Obviously, it's not right away. But yeah, that's another one. So yeah, that's it for getting started. All, All right, right, so we got three more. We got three more sections because now we're talking about how. To and do you have anything in that section? Are you hopping in when you need to hop in?
0: I'm hopping in when I need to. Okay, in. we good to go.
1: All right, so let's talk about how to invest in things. Like, let's actually, talking about all right now, we're about to make the buy from our brokerage account. Okay, a lot of people always say you need to have an exit strategy, you also need to have an in- enter strategy because I would have ten thousand more dollars if I had the enter strategy <laughs> set up. Okay, so an exit strategy to get to the more notorious one.
0: You're not gonna let them 10 racks go, are you?
1: It's permanent. I first off, we don't take losses, right? I mean, right. we do take L's. We take losses. We learn lessons, lessons. Those are the L's we take. Exactly. So I ain't worried about that. Also, it's gonna. I knew what I was getting into, but I entered a particular sphere that I now I I, I gained so, so much, much in, so much information by tapping it. it, it uh, Dennis Green or whatever it was. they are who we thought they were. We let them off the hook. It was what I thought it was, but I again you still had would, to go in the yeah, water just once, to make sure. Yeah, and people are like, dang, ten thousand dollars it ain't that big of a deal. I'm going to make it back in a couple months. Hey. So, <laughs> Hey, from a savings standpoint, not right. even from a investment standpoint, Jordan already knows I and did the math to figure out when it's going to be back a day.
0: <laughs> Corey got the highest risk tolerance out of anybody I know. Let's put that's, it that way. But I'm a
1: passive investor, which is bad. I mean, so the accurate investment don't bother me. <laughs> then i was just like, that's what I did. I was like, I'll take 10K loss and I'll, I'll get the money back.
0: When he told me about his investment, I was more concerned about his investment than he was. He was like, yeah, I did it. I was like, wait, what? You did what? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's bad, but yeah. Okay, so you want to have an exit strategy. In short, you're going to have when you're going to, I'm going to say, leave the market, but really long-term investing, when you're going to uh, take your capital gains. So you don't, every now and then you want to take some growth, right, out just so you can lock lock some in. Obviously, we'll have to pay taxes on it, but just know to to make sure you lock uh, some investments in. So that's an exit strategy. You can do stop losses, right, where you say, hey, the stock's at $50. If it drops below $40, you know, sell, sell, sell the stock. Um, and then you can do an enter strategy, right? I I didn't make this up, but I feel like I'm making it up because I never heard it before. That is when you're going to enter the market, right? So let's, and that's from a non-dollar cost average, really long-term investing standpoint. That's more of a short-term. So like when they say buy the dip and dip meaning when the, um, the stock is trending down for, um, either- not I would say quickly, but either a period of time or um, a large. Percent. It's dropped a lot that day. You know when the market crashes, a flash crash, right. which is a quick crash, and it no, it's not a long long time as far as days or months, but it's just a quick cra- uh, crash in the market. But yeah, inner strategy. So let's say you want to get into a short-term investment like a short squeeze, which I don't recommend you doing uh, unless you're willing to. Lose all the money, which I was. But anyways, so
0: <laughs> Jordan's like, I know how
1: much money it was, and I looked, him, I looked him dead in the face and I just, I just stay at home, seven more months, see it right back up. Oh my goodness. But uh, yeah, inner strategies. Let's say you want to get into a short squeeze. Again, don't recommend you do this. But you know, and it's ten dollars, right? And now the short squeeze. Now the stock is forty dollars, and it hasn't squeezed yet. No, your inner strategy was to get in between, let's say ten and twenty, and you, it's not. At 10 or 20 so you have to wait until it's at that price and that's when you enter and you can do um it's not a stop it's a what is it when you buy it I can't remember when you buy it it's not a call whatever it, you can do a market buy when it's at no you can a stop-loss is when it's good you know you sell it and then you can also do the inverse of that where you can buy when it's at a certain number um, and then on top of that um, you got to do oh yeah <laughs> You got to do more than just invest a little bit of money, right? You can't do something like acorns and you invest 25 cents like every three days. You're not going to have no money. The goal is not to invest $50 dollar cost average every month. Eventually, you want to work your way up to where you're investing more and more and more money. So you start out with 50, then you work your way up to 75, then your way up to 100. That will not only compound the previous money you invested, but it'll compound on top of that the larger amount that you're continuing to invest so instead of doing lifestyle inflation remember mm-hmm. necessities debt payments investments lifestyle mm-hmm. you would do investment inflation that sounds bad because infl- inflation is a bad word in that standpoint <laughs> <Yeah>. but you <laughs> you would increase how much money you are investing okay and then on top of that let's yeah, see what, okay. that,
0: no that that goes back to what you were saying where time in the market is more important than um timing the market right if yeah you're, if you're increasing if you if you have time in the market right you've been investing for a long period of time and you increase the amount you're investing as time goes on then by definition you will have more money right Right.
1: yep okay Okay. and then dollar cost averaging because i say that a lot dca that's when you buy, you invest a certain amount of money let's say a hundred dollars every month regardless of how the market is doing so when it's up you're still buying it and when it's down you're still buying it and then that's averaging out your dollars that's a good one too they named that one well so you'd be, <laughs> a, you'd be averaging out the dollars that you're investing um, okay and then like I said that 10 to 15 uh, the 10 to 15 percent you want to invest that's the number I've heard anywhere from 10 to 15 percent of pre-tax uh, you want to invest into your retirement so a lot of you want to know the number is a million dollars right how much do you have to invest that's usually five hundred dollars at a seven percent return over 40 years. So you would dollar cost average, you would invest $500 every month for 40 years at a 7% return. And I'll get you a little over a million dollars. Write that down.
2: You're welcome.
1: That's math. If you want to know the floor of how much money you need to invest every month, it's $500 at a 7% return. And thankfully, the stock, the S&P 500 is going to get you 7% because they don't, they don't do less than that. Right. So that that's why when they say you can have the million dollars, it's like, yeah, remember that car payment. That's, it's that's, $500, but then you married It's 1000 okay
0: That's your million right there that <laughs> y'all throwing away
1: Oh my goodness, okay And then, um Okay yeah double digit returns when you're actually looking at uh, this is more for ETFs when you're looking at what you're investing to into you want to look anywhere hopefully you can get 10 years, but it depends on the brokerage you're using on you know how much information they give you but you want you need at least five years of uh, return history and it needs to be double digit. So it says over the last five years it needs to be at least 10% return for that and hopefully you can get a 10 year and see that it's double digit as well because mm-hmm. that obviously you can't predict the future that's the best way to predict the future projections. The one thing you do is not our fault, but due to 2020, a lot of stuff went crazy. So <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately for the next 10 years is going to be they're going to be a little bit off because we had, we had a crazy <laughs> We've never
0: pandemic yeah, before. We, we had
1: uh, we had some some ETFs doing over 100% return. So you might see like the one year year to date, like some stuff is still triple digits and that's that's not that's not how you invest. That's probably not going to happen. Uh, so yeah. And then, um, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about what you can invest into. Okay. You can invest into your 401k. A 401k is literally the tax code in the IRS section a subsection 400 subtitle 401. Then you go to 401 a 401 B 401 C. Then you get down to 401k. And those are the rules around your 401k setup, a 401k or a 403b, right? There are other ones, but 403b is more state-based like teachers, uh, you know, nurses, things of that nature. That is an employer uh, sponsored uh, retirement account. So essentially they're able to match. That's why they're able to match the money because it's quote unquote theirs. Um, then on top of that, that money is also pre-tax. So you put that money in before you get taxed so it's a pre-tax deduction so that by putting money into your 401k you will lower your tax burden so for those of you who are paying a lot in taxes or you have you owe money every year you can bump up how much money you are put into your retirement and then that will decrease, hopefully decrease your decrease your tax burden again not a cpa get with one to verify that will actually happen um then on top of that for 401k there is a um, contribution limit the contribution limit is 19,000. $500, that's as, the most amount of money you can put in there as an individual. That does not include your employer match, which is why I always talk about not including the employer match when I'm talking about how much money you should invest, because then that then that makes it simple for how much money you can put in when I talk about the contribution limit. Right. Right. That's all. I'll be preparing y'all so you don't know. Just you, <laughs> right, not your right? Just you, right. Okay. Then we have traditional IRA. Think about traditional IRA and 401k as the same thing pre-tax okay. pre-tax you need to know if it's pre-tax or post-tax and usually if it says ira it's implied that it's traditional and verify that it is traditional if it just says ira traditional ira the most you can put into it is six thousand dollars okay mm-hmm. six thousand dollars that's post-tax money so that's five hundred dollars a month same thing with a roth ira when you hear the word roth that means the money you are putting in Is post-tax. So if you have a Roth 401k, the money you're putting in is post-tax, but the money your employer is putting in is pre-tax. Okay. When it comes to a Roth IRA, Mm. you are putting in money post-tax. So that'd be $6,000 post-tax. The difference between a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA, besides the post-tax and pre-tax difference, is that the Roth IRA will grow tax-free. So when you actually see that you have a million dollars in your Roth IRA, Mm -hmm. if you're 59 and a half, you can take out a million dollars and pay no taxes on it. Whereas if you have a traditional IRA, the money is tax-deferred, so you, you have to pay taxes when you do the withdrawal. So at 59 and a half, if you have person A, who has a million dollars in the traditional IRA and person B who has a million dollars in their Roth IRA, the person B has more money because mm-hmm. they don't have to pay any taxes on that money. Gotcha. Also, the one benefit uh, from a Roth IRA is that you can withdraw any of the money that you put in without any type of penalty, even if you're under 59 and a half, because the money you put in has already been... Tax member 401k 401k loan traditional IRA that money has not been taxed yet, so they obviously gonna hammer you with the penalty for early withdrawal. But on top of that,
0: you don't want that, yeah, penalty you, yeah, you mm.
1: defer the taxes until 50. They, the, our government has already loaned out that money, that, that's the issue, <laughs> they've already spent it, and then so now they got to hammer you so they can get some type of money back. I don't know why they do that, but they do. But with the Roth IRA, let's say you've been contributing six thousand dollars for 10 years, so you've put in sixty thousand dollars, so you can withdraw sixty thousand dollars with no issue because you, you put in you put in 60k so um you won't have to pay any penalty for that then there's also a simple ira i don't know why I don't know why they named it this. All these simple and IRA are all acronyms. It's not, it's not an actual word, but uh, a simple IRA is essentially a 401k for small businesses. Not all small businesses have simple IRAs, but small simple IRAs are for small businesses. The main difference is that it is essentially cheaper for your employer. And from your perspective as an employee, as I said, the contribution limit is $13,500. That's the most you can put into it. There really is isn't much of a difference from an employee standpoint. Anything else your employer has to deal with, so it doesn't it wouldn't concern you. Again, this is pre-tax money, so the same stipulations as far as you know, fifty nine and a half with the 401k and traditional IRA. Also, with the IRAs, there is a six thousand dollar cap, so you can invest six thousand dollars in a traditional IRA and into a Roth IRA. So technically, you have to do three thousand if you want to split it evenly. Gotcha. Yeah, However. Your spouse, if you're married, even if they're not working, they can have a IRA as well. So you would get, you know, technically twelve thousand dollars total since you know you're both working. So it still has to be in their name, like you know, like a bank account. But they can you can invest in them as well. So if you have a stay at home spouse, you can open up a Roth IRA for them and put money in there uh, in their name. And then uh, on top of that as well, there are income limits for Roth IRAs. they are not income limits for traditional IRAs, but there are income limits for Roth IRAs. For a Roth IRA, the income limit, if you're single, there's a threshold. This Here we go, complication. Once you, once you hit $125,000 or less, you can contribute $6,000. Okay. Then there are like 10 sections, including the $125,000. Each section is increased by $1,500, and you lose $600. Every $1,500, you go up in income. Oh, my goodness. I know. <laughs> so you, let's say you make... Okay? Mm-hmm. One hundred and twenty-six thousand five hundred dollars. Okay, that's fifteen hundred dollars more than one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. You will only be able to contribute five thousand four hundred dollars into your Roth IRA. That's a six hundred dollar difference. Then every you know another fifteen hundred dollars is one hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars. So you lose a six hundred six hundred dollars. So that's going to be forty-eight hundred. And that's, that scales all the way up. Like I said, it's 10 sections. It scrolls all the way up to $140,000. Gotcha. So at $140,000 plus, you won't be able to contribute to a Roth IRA. If you're married, that number is, is usually doubled, but it's not doubled here when they do the tax stuff. It's $198,000. Who came
0: up with that? So all you right. make
1: one dollars Wait, I'm not done yet. <laughs> You've okay. got something else too that's about to be like, what? It's $198,000. So 198K or less, you can put the six thousand in, obviously twelve here because you're married, but six thousand in. And then fortunately for easy math, it goes up a thousand dollars here. So 199, right? Then 200,000, all the way up again, ten sections to 208. So from 198 to 208, that's the threshold of where you lose that $600 that you can put into a Roth IRA per thousand dollars you increase in your income. And again, the math part where y'all hated math and talk about these equations, I, I, what I said is was very clear. Now I'll have to write it down and explain it to you, but uh, <laughs> I don't feel like doing the math again that I just did for that. But yeah, now. This is not your gross income. It is your MAGI or M-A-G-I, your modified adjusted gross income. What is modified adjusted gross income? Man, look, ask your CPA. <laughs> modified adjusted gross income is can be the same as your gross income. It is This is taxes. It depends on your deductions and all these other things. But in short, your gross is always the most. So just do it based off your gross so you're safe. However if you're if you're going to come up against this threshold you should have a cpa anyways if you're if you ha- if you're married and you're 200k household you should be paying someone to help you with your taxes every year because one i know you have the money because you make two <laughs> <laughs> right and same thing with single people if you're making 120k you got the you need to pay someone to help you with your taxes and they can obviously help you with this now Roth IRA or Roth 401k for retirement investing, that's like the go-to one. That's the golden goose. How do I do a Roth IRA then, Corey, if I am you know, I make too much money? There's something called a backdoor Roth. That is not an actual product. It is just a method to allow you to invest into a Roth IRA. To do a backdoor Roth, to say this first, you need to work with a professional. That is usually the recommended thing. Okay. But what it actually is, is that essentially you open up a tri- traditional IRA and you pay the taxes up front, and then you roll that over into the Roth. That, that's literally all, all it is. But again, when you do your research on it, was <laughs> like, what? When you do your research on it, it is literally going to always say, everything I've read, work with your brokerage or, you know, a, a Tax professional or investment professional that 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 is usually always the advice because they can help you you know actually I mean somebody has to execute it anyways right but you will you will work with that so yeah you would open up a traditional IRA okay because that's pre tax money right pay the taxes ahead of time okay and then you roll that money over into a Roth IRA
0: but I thought you couldn't contribute to a Roth IRA. you can roll over into a Roth IRA again this is not a product I'm
1: just, it's called hey they, I'm asking, like, I just asking a question it's literally called a ba- back door is not a positive that's connotation. I was, I, you
0: already you had me at that you saw <laughs> like this my eyes and by the way back door.
1: it literally says like this is not a way to avoid taxes you're gonna pay tax like it is just again i think they didn't they they removed the income limit in 2010 so like the ultra wealthy i guess have like this is it. The Roth 401k isn't even 20 years old. It's new. Like, again, that's why the Roth is so big. Right. But again, for if you're making around 120k single or 200k married and you want to do a Roth IRA, get with a tax professional, or investment professional, so you, they can help you uh, set up the backdoor uh, Roth IRA process. And again, the $6,000 limit, that's every year. So you'd have to do this every year. But again, you have a professional, so you don't have to. You know, you're paying someone to do this for you, right? So We've been talking different, a little bit different now, but you know, we got the money to have someone do this for you. Now let's talk about if you turn fifty, right? Something called a catch-up contribution limit. This allows you to attempt. You can't because you missed out on time the compound interest, but it's a lie. I'm just a product <laughs> that you get a catch-up contribution to try to catch up to how much money you're investing. That limit for the um that number for 401k is sixty five hundred dollars. So you would be able to invest a total of uh, twenty six thousand dollars that nineteen five plus an extra sixty five hundred if you're doing a traditional ira slash roth ira that's going to be an extra thousand dollars so you can put seven thousand dollars in but again as i said before either you were or weren't investing the six thousand for the ira and for a 401k either you were or weren't hitting that nineteen thousand Right. <laughs> that's so that's over a thousand dollars a month
0: that's what you are
1: you're not putting, uh, you're not putting, most people mm-hmm. are <laughs> hitting that guy. Uh, so, you know, but yeah. you are here doing that. <laughs> it's over 9,000. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, that's something you can look into. And then, um, okay. Yep. This is what I want to say. Uh, priority standpoint. So what should I invest into? Normally the rule from your uh, retirement standpoint is you take your match because that's quote unquote free money. It's not free money. You got to spend money to get it. <laughs> And then uh, you take your Roth IRA and then you would either go back to your 401k or do traditional, but it's usually match and then Roth. But if you have a Roth 401k, you would just put all the money in there because that's that's, uh, post-tax money for you. Because when you get, nobody knows what the tax situation is going to be in 40 years. And so... You, it's best to put yourself in a position where you know you have to pay no ta- <laughs> taxes, right? Some people think, well, you know, I'll do the 401k because I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket when I get older. Not when we get to this generational wealth talk, <laughs> the goal is not to make less money as you age, is to make more, okay? And then, uh, oh yeah, why you need to invest 15%? One, you need to invest 15% because if you don't, you need a higher ROI. And so essentially you can invest you know, 1% to 15%. And at 15%, you need a 6% ROI to hit your goal. If you invest less, you know, as you work from 15% to 1%, that threshold, it goes up about point, an average of 0.7%, so 0.7, you know, 70% of 1%, you know, from 14 to 13 to 12. But that range is about 6.5% to about 14%. So you can invest 1%, you just need to average 14% ROI every single year for 40 years. What, that, that's a lot. Which if you're gonna do, which if you're gonna do, then invest the fifteen percent. <laughs> okay. Then the other thing you look out for when you're doing your four hundred one k is target date funds. Target date funds are good when you start out because they're very aggressive because you're more aggressive when you're younger. But as you get older, they usually become less aggressive and they're they're trying to hit a particular target. When you're doing your retirement investing, you're trying to have as, the the target is infinity. Mm-hmm
0: as much as possible right
1: you haven't trying to invest as much money as possible okay and also remember
0: that so, uh okay oh, so for those who aren't familiar your target date funds are like things like the the l2030 l2040 they usually have the 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 retirement the expected retirement date associated with the 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 investment right so there is basically telling you like hey it's, it's 2021 right now and the, if you invested in the l2040 right they get you 19 years uh for for this this investment to be right for you to then take take profit, right? That's that's the, the mindset behind the naming convention.
1: Right, yep. And then the last thing too, since we talk about post-tax investing, we're talking about short-term, long-term capital gains. I'm going to explain those real quick. So for something to be long-term capital gains or capital gains, whenever you invest, you have never made any money until you sell. Mm-hmm. And obviously you don't lose money until you sell. So while that money is sitting there, I know they call it profit, but that's called unrealized gains. When you sell that money, you have now... Realize those gains. And those gains are either going to be short-term or long-term capital gains. Short-term capital gains is something that is 365 uh, days or less. Long-term capital gains, it has to be more than a year. Back to math, a year is not more than a year. (laughs) Okay? 365 equals 365. Okay? So for long-term capital gains, it has to be 366. For short-term capital gains, that is viewed as ordinary income. So you're going to be paying anywhere from 10 to 37% on these taxes. So for the tax brackets, real quick, because I'm going to do those for you guys so I can say I've done it at least one time. If you're single, right, Listen 10, pay 10, the tax brackets are 10%, 12%, 22%, 24%, 32%, 35%, 37%. Those are the seven tax brackets and we live in a progressive system. So as you make more money, you pay the, the, um, the taxes in that range. So the, for, if you're single, you pay 10% on the first $10,000. Okay? Then the next technically $30,000, but from $10,000 to $40,000, you're going to pay 12% on, okay? Then it's going to be from $40,000 to $86,000 and the 22%, $86,000 to $165,000 for 24%, and then $164,000 to $209,000 for 32%, and then $209,000 to $523,000 for the 35%, and then five twenty-three dollars plus for the 37%. I'm saying that to say is that's where your short-term capital gains will fit into. So let's say you're in the 22% tax bracket. So you make $70,000. Okay. Then you get $10,000 in short-term capital gains. Technically you would have made $80,000 that year because it's taxed as ordinary income. Mm -hmm. So 22% of 10,000, because you pay your full tax rate of it, you will owe $2,200 in taxes, not owe, but it will be due. Obviously there's a Delta if you get a refund or not. Then for the married, same situation, but the ranges are essentially doubled um, from the ten percent tax bracket to the uh to, uh, to the thirty-two percent tax bracket. The thirty-five percent tax bracket is different. It goes from four hundred and eighteen thousand to six six hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars, and then six twenty-eight k plus. Same situation. That's for short-term capital gains. Long-term capital gains, they're well subject to change because Joe Biden is trying to change this. But it's zero percent, which is I think 40000 or less, then um, it's um, Then it's 15% and 20%. And the 15% range is like up to $400,000. <laughs> oh, and that's easy. why Joe's trying to make like another thing above the 20%. Because again, you have to hold this for 366 days a year. But if I started a company 10, 15, 20 years ago and I have not realized any of these gains, I don't have to pay 20% in taxes. What is it? Oh no! Is it? Oh no! Yeah, y'all gonna be mad. Actually, no. This is the this is the one percent. <laughs> there were there was there were so many different ones I wanted to play in that press, situation. Press them all. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. And then um. All right. That's it. That's how to invest in things. Okay. Because I'm running on time, so I'm not. I'll just say this stuff later. All right, so the next section.
0: I was like, don't rush through the content, bro. We got to. I, I you just want to thug it out? I, I mean, we did.
1: <laughs> Might as well. We, we already here. you
0: We are off next week, so y'all will have enough
1: time to listen through all of this. Yeah, if you lucky to blame Jordan. you okay. good. <laughs> Look, we all got right. two episodes left of hey. this link. Being a dope, press hey. pause. Let's go. Let's talk about, li- I know, so yeah, after this, this is, we got two more left. So let's talk about when you're liquidating your investments. The last thing you want to do, as I mentioned, is cre- you want to create the least amount of taxable events as possible. Again. Yes. Hold on, hold on, hold
0: on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Say it one more time.
1: You want to create the least amount of taxable events as possible. Again, the reason the wealthy have money. Think, again, Jeff Bezos, his net worth is... I don't know him personally, but (laughs) it is likely in a majority of his net worth is in the fact that he has all these unrealized gains in the shares he owns in Amazon. And again, you don't pay taxes until you sell them. So y'all be wanting to pay taxes, but you you can't pay no taxes. He hasn't created a taxable Taxable event. event yet. Okay, and the goal is to create the least amount of taxable events as possible. And like I said, Most of that stuff he's held for over a year, so it's 20%. It's 20% on billions of dollars, which is still a lot of money. But, yeah, you want to create the least amount of taxable events as possible. okay? And to do that, what you do, you build your defense first. Budget, Mm -hmm. team, mental makeup, getting out of debt, emergency fund. So whenever something comes up, you don't have to liquidate your investments before you want to. okay? And then, uh oh, (laughs) back to the wealthy. Compound interest. I talked about that rule of 72. Here's, here, this is crazy. Warren Buffett has made more money, in the, the, his majority of money he's made in the last 20 years of his life than the first 60. <laughs> That's just due to the compound interest, the straight <laughs> compound interest. Stacking. Stacking. If you want to look at something crazy too, Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft is the owner of the New England Patriots. Look at the net worth of the New England Patriots when he bought them. Who knew they would get to 10 Super Bowls? Regardless, they did. <laughs> obviously, that debt obviously helps, right? Why it's so high? But the, essentially, he went from, you know, they're being worth less. He paid less than a billion dollars for the Patriots, and now they're worth like five.
0: <laughs> okay. And again, about multiple, about
1: yeah. Yeah. So And I mean, like the Cowboys and the, the Knicks and the... And the Yankees. Those are the teams. They just, they just worked a whole bunch. The Patriots weren't worth a lot twenty when he bought the team. They were, you know, right. middle of the pack bottom. Obviously, the success of New England, but look, look now what he, and New England, I mean, the Brandon now that he has right from it. So, and he didn't, he didn't, again, Robert Kraft's like 70, 80. So if he bought the team 20 years ago, that means he was in his 50s when he got it. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about that long term. So that's the thing. A lot of y'all can put in this work for 30 years. Obviously, you're all not going to have a billion-dollar play, right? But he, he didn't buy the Patriots at 20. He bought them in his 50s. And then, obviously, again, he was ultra fortunate to, you know, experience how many rings they got. Right. But, I mean, yes, that, that sounds worth, that sounds, I don't know what he did. Obviously, you probably look it up. But it sounds worth it. It sounds worth it to me. That's the delaying the gratification. Playing the long game. Right. Okay, now we're done for that. See, I didn't have that much. I'm not going to, I already talked enough trash to y'all about the tax brackets and how y'all don't make no, enough money. <laughs> I'm going to be saying that a lot, so I'm not even going to say that now. So get your money up. <laughs>
0: Bottom line up front. I'll summarize it for him. Right. Get your money up.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> in reference to the short-term, long-term capital gain Again the tax bracket is twenty thousand to eighty thousand if you're married, that's twelve percent and you talk about a single person who makes a hundred K, they're in the twenty four percent tax bracket. Y'all are not gonna same pay the same amount of taxes on ten thousand dollars in short term capital gains. That's why they be looking at y'all crazy.
0: <laughs> I feel like a lot of y'all didn't even realize you had to pay short term capital gains on half of these they games y'all be playing. China, yeah,
1: China let us know that about GameStop. So if this AMC squeeze does happen, them short term capital gains is due. But the way they're talking it they make it seem like it's never gonna happen. <laughs> now I like they just keep pushing it back. The great thing, another great thing, if you would have bought AMC, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic when it was a dollar you would you'd be have long term capital gains when it's when it went up to seventy two dollars. Mm-hmm. Look at that, that twenty percent. But yeah, that's, that's it. That's why it's
0: important to have your, your enter and exit strategy ahead of time, right? right. Be yeah. locked in. Yeah. So now, all right, next section. All right.
1: What, what can you invest in, yeah. Corey? Yep. So I already went over that a little bit in the 401k, right? In the Roth IRA and simple IRA. I already went over all that. That's what you can invest in. Then there's something else called an HSA or an FSA. They're two different things. You have the health savings account. Then you have the flexible spending account. The HSA is actually, look, the FSA is not something you look at as investing. Because I don't think you can invest in stuff with FSA. Um don't think can. so. But, and it's post-tax money. Well, it depends. This is employer-based stuff. I know. Is it the FSA is yeah. post-tax? Pre-tax. It's pre-tax? Okay. Yeah. I, I I'm. This I think somebody I, said it was post tax. <laughs> I got you. I got you. This is again. This is stuff the government sets up. It's not my rules. Say, I
0: don't got the HSA. I got, yeah, FSA. I got. I got the HSA.
1: HSA is health savings account. The great thing about the HSA is unlike the FSA, you have to spend the money in a certain amount of time for the FSA. HSA mm-hmm. and FSA, you lose it when you leave that job. I believe. Okay. HSA, you get to put money in here, you get to keep it in there forever and you get to use it for, depending on what the IRS sets up, but for certain um, health expenses and you put the money in pre-tax and if it's a qualified health expense, you don't have to pay taxes on it. (laughs) So that, that is, um, that's, that's like before we had taxes. That's the best thing. So all the money, remember the, the money you make before it gets taxed, that is your money. We just have to pay taxes on it. So in something like an HSA, where you don't have to pay taxes on qualified things, you're you're getting the best bang for your buck um, in that scenario. And you also have the options to actually invest that money. It obviously depends on what your job has set up, you know, because this is an employer, um, employer-based thing. It also depends on every employer doesn't offer these things. So this is more employer-related. But the HSA is offered um, another option if you want to know when you should invest into your HSA. Because I have a cap or your FSA, it would be after you're doing your 15%. It is nowhere near, you because you can't get the returns. It's, right. it's you're not using it as an investment vehicle. It's just you know. It's the it's the cherry on top. I said whipped cream. This is the cherry on top of the whipped cream. If you have an HSA and you can max it out, mm-hmm. go ahead and do that. Pre tax deduction. Yeah, and then um yep, you yeah, lower your tax bill as well. And then so you lower your tax bill, then you get to buy stuff with pre tax. You
0: can't you, you can't buy look. You have place to you buy stuff with pre tax dollars. Oh <laughs> my goodness.
1: Yeah. Okay. And then I already went over again the Roth the 401 k went over all of that. I said why you need to invest for you know 30 40 years if you if you invest for 20 years not even like not being able to catch up mm-hmm. the the returns you need you know relative to the ratio of how much you need to invest it's astronomical you're not you're not gonna have an, have enough money to do that got gotcha. too okay um, and then on top of that um, oh yeah like I said you need 10 to 12 times but this is what I was trying to get to all right Let's talk about, I said the target date funds, right? So they're gonna start out making sure you have that 15% growth because you're aggressive. Then as you reach the target date, which is your retirement age, 65, they're trying to make sure you have the money. They're not trying to uh, do false advertisement. They say they're gonna get you a million dollars in 40 years and they gonna make sure they do that. So usually when you hit you know late 40s, 50s, you know, starting approaching 65 retirement age, they will start putting you in more conservative investments. Now, the general investment advice is that you have ten to twelve times you know the most money you make obviously because know, you, you make more money as you get older but ten to twelve times but the average household income let's say is sixty k so you mm-hmm. make sixty k obviously you do twelve times because you don't want to underfund your retirement so and sixty times twelve that's gonna be seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars okay okay they usually say the four percent rule which is when you take four percent out you won't um uh, be hitting the principal, so that's how much you can live off of, right? So let's just make that five percent. And again, that's likely what your target date fund is going to put you in, right? More conservative investments, right? That four or five percent range. So again, you have make 60k, so 12 times that your goals to have seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Well, five percent, ten percent of 72, right? 100 is 72 thousand dollars, so five percent is half of that. That's thirty six thousand dollars that you would be gaining. And in interest, you can't live off of thirty six thousand dollars. You need sixty because you make sixty k. <laughs> that's how the ta- that's how the target funds end up setting people up. Okay, because then they're not they're not one again. You want to have as much money as possible, and then it's not bearing them enough interest. Again, like I said, it's four or five percent, right? And five percent of seven hundred twenty thousand is thirty six thousand dollars, and you make sixty k, <laughs> right? <laughs> right?
0: So what? So I put you in a position that's not feasible to your your right. current living situation, right? So how to
1: compensate for that? In, in short, you would just double the, you would double the amount. So instead of twelve times, do twenty four twenty four times, okay? And then so that will put you at one point five million dollars, right? And five percent of one point five million is seventy five thousand dollars, which is more money than you made, which is what you want when you get into retirement because you know grandkids, you are likely want to travel more. The sacrifices you made, right? You want to get them before you die, right? Oh, Jesus, why did I say that? Yeah, you want yeah, to <laughs> get that before you die. So you can still put it in that conservative investment, that 5%, but you have... Um I wouldn't, you can't overfund your retirement, but from a dollar amount standpoint, you have put yourself in a position where you can put yourself in a conservative investment or not even put yourself in a conservative investment. You still want to get that generational wealth right here, but you still want to get that 10% return. You got 1.5 million, that 10% is 150K, mm-hmm. and you're only living off a of half of that. That 75K is still growing, and we put that generational wealth math on it. we talking about not 40 years of growth, but that 50, 60, 70. you working. I'm, I'm gonna put the numbers of that later though when I start talking about these families and how they got some of this money. Y'all yeah. gonna be like, who married who? Yeah. Yes, this person married who. But yeah, that's what you look at with that. Okay. And then um, like I said, there we go. Don't do short squeezes. Don't do day trading. <laughs> yes, yeah, short, short squeezes and day trading. You can do those, but not as a method to make long term money because those are short term investing strategies. So that, always remember that. That's what i talking about the objective things. A short term investing strategy isn't a long term investing strategy, therefore, it's not gonna put you in a position likely to have long money in the long term because it's not that type of (laughs)
0: investment yeah and if you if you take part in that stuff don't play with i mean this is investing in general this should all be coming out your discretionary income but what does that mean don't play with money you're not prepared to lose okay if you if you ain't got it don't be dropping it in the pot all right and if you're not built for whatever type of investment that is again you should probably lower your risk
1: Yep. okay and i see I, i knew one of these sections was short and it's this one so, like, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. <laughs> but, um, yes, guys, I'm almost done. All right. So then um, let's talk about, and honestly, if I didn't do the too long, didn't listen, I would. that, that was, like, 30 minutes. So, for you know, I, I compensated for the people who complain it's too long. Anyway, so. <laughs> be all, right. all right. So I already did short-term, long-term capital gains, right? Let's talk about how you can actually, again, this is, you know, uh, personal investments because you're not going to be selling your retirement investments to us. Mm-hmm. Taxable events, and then you have to pay that when you get old. Oh my goodness! But let's talk about you know selling your personal investments. So there are two. There's one. There are two ways, but one way that is usually always the same is FIFO, which is first in, first out. Right. So the first thing you buy will be the first thing you sell. Or you can do something that's either called uh, spec IDs, so specific IDs, or tax lots. Or specific shares; these are all the same things. But this means instead of selling first in, first out, you can select the particular shares you want to sell.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So let's say you're doing something like dollar cost averaging. You've been doing it for 10 years, so you know you just you've been buying stocks. You know, of Apple. You know, what was that 100? You have 120 purchases of buying, Apple. Buying <laughs> right? Right. And then you're like, well, which one of these do I want to sell? You can either do first in, first out, where the oldest ones you've sold. And those ones you bought, you would sell. We're just going to put you in the most advantageous tax standpoint because that's going to the oldest ones are going to have the highest percentage chance of being long term capital gains, not short term capital gains. Mm-hmm. Or you can choose to do specific IDs or tax slots. It depends on the um, brokerage you're using, or what they're called. But you can select what shares you want to sell, and then that will help you manage your tax situation better because you might you might not that you want to pay more taxes but again the long term they have more growth Mm -hmm. (laughs) right so you might not want to lose the realized gains from that standpoint and then um uh i always say uh when you're starting out um use the website for these brokerages because they're going to have everything for you um if you use the um the app they might you know friction, microwave society, use something like Fidelity, you have to click another button to be able to sell particular shares. It literally says, hey, we made this easier for you. So Mm -hmm. they they hit it. When you try to sell the shares, it's going to be automatically FIFO, first in, first out. You got to press another button to get the option on the app to sell particular shares. Um, So that's why I say recommend using the website just so you can see all the options that they have. Then obviously, you can convert that over to the application on your phone.
0: If you don't know what you're doing, don't use the reduced subset, aka the app. All right. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Don't do that.
0: And sometimes you can't do as
1: much stuff, you know, on the on the ad. I mean, you want you, this is your money. You need to know everything you can do, mm-hmm. okay. And then let's talk about because um, we got a question. We we're talking about uh, crypto, right? Because this is what you can invest in. Yes, I talked about penny stocks too. The question was: um, is, crypto is crypto really crypto worth it? it? I, this is my theory on the crypto market. I believe because we have the internet now. I believe crypto is essentially like um, the late '90s, the dot-com boom. You. N- you who invested in amazon oh just jeff <laughs> right um a lot of you are probably which one right? i don't know but a lot of people were invested in aol <laughs> that right yeah. and so some of you own aol as far as the crypto ver- version of it right and that it might you know it lasts for a while then the like, files came out with that you know fiber optic from verizon no more broadband, no more dialogue. It's a wrap. Right. <laughs> so that that's why I look at it now, just as I'm uh, watching it and studying it. It again, st- we're the first generation with social media, so stuff is just so amplified so quickly. But um, I mean something like Doge, yeah, Elon can speak, and then it, it does what it does. No, that's not good. I think with um crypto, you know, it's uh, what is it? The blockchain is the most the biggest thing with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethereum is you know they say that's the best one with the blockchain so that in theory would be the best crypto but however it's not doesn't have bitcoin has the the highest valuation for it right um as far as i, I would if you're going to buy crypto i would just dollar cost average and buy and hold the taxes they're they're the irs is trying to catch up and get these tax laws in place but it is it is not um it does not sound you know uh, set in stone like i can give you all the investment information for stocks and again like i said these brokerages are required to report all this information to the government about you know when you buy like how you how do you know these particular shares you can sell because your broker got it notated they have to they have to know all these type of things with crypto the our government just hasn't gotten to that point yet and i don't wouldn't recommend people get into position where you know now you because if the, if the um, brokerage isn't tracking it, then it falls to you to keep track of all this inform- all of this information. And um, so I just, you know, don't want to put people in that position. If you just buy and hold, you're likely not going to have any issue. However, I'm not the IRS. <laughs> I am not the IRS. So, you know, whatever they say, you know, goes. And, you know, for people who are selling it and or using to make purchases and y'all aren't tracking this, I'm going to... Assume they're going to uh, impose fines on people who I mean, and uh, your pockets gonna be out here like <laughs>
0: he needs some milk. <laughs> That's right. what the P- pockets are gonna say. Literally,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I, in in general, I I don't have crypto. It's not it's not where I'm at right now. I mean, obviously, like I said, I lost a 10k, so I had to you know lock back in and you know do what I need to do and you know lock in on my planning and what you know. Crypto is not—it's not. I've not reached the date yet where it's time for me to invest in crypto. But if you do want to get into crypto, definitely I would only dollar cost average into it. And I—and again, it's crypto, so you can put a dollar. You know, you don't have to put a whole bunch of money
0: into it. I dabble a little in crypto. If you're gonna do it, do your research, okay. Like Corey said, dollar cost average. Again, only play with this is your discretionary income. Only play with money that you're prepared to lose because income does not have a cutoff time. You can trade income or you can trade cryptocurrency. I'm sorry, all day, all night. It does not freeze like the market does. The market has a cutoff time. It is 24 hours of day. You can buy Bitcoin at one o'clock in the morning, okay. They can crash
1: at 1.30 a.m. Exactly. You can wake up and all your money be gone. Literally, and our, hey, passive active investing. I don't got time no. to wake up. <laughs> I do not know your
0: money has gone. Yeah, talking about active—that's yeah. pretty much as active as you can get. Yeah, because right. I got to be
1: on the internet now, you know, social media to do all this stuff. So, right. it, Unfortunately, it's it's in my face now more than ever because you know I'm doing all the posts and research and stuff. Oh God, I can't <laughs> I, I can't wake up and see all my money gone. I mean, that's <laughs> what like when the market closes, you can do pre-market you know stuff, but still, you know, it ain't happened yet. Right. You, know, you can just lose all. You got know, a cookout it's Saturday, it's 5 p.m. We six beers deep, and we talk about I lost I lost all my Bitcoin. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, then um again the taxes, IRS, uh short-term, long-term capital gains. They did deem it either this year or last year. Crypto is more of um it's like real estate, so it, the taxes are handled different differently on it, it's not like cash. So that's the one thing you have to look at too. Uh, crypto is viewed as property. I don't know why they did that. They did that. That's the rules. Again, IRS, you know, treasury, teenage mutant ninja turtles. FBI! That that's that's that. That that's what they said. So that's what you need to know about it. Um and then yep, the last and final thing is to start investing early and if you can start investing aggressively. M- remember me, you wouldn't have no debt, you would have emergency funds saved, you can start investing aggressively. Again, necessities, debt payments, investments, lifestyles, but there is no debt and investments outrank lifestyles, so you can invest aggressively. So obviously you no know, though the younger you are the more money you can have invested due to compound interest but if you can start investing early and start investing aggressively and by aggressively i mean the dollar amount not aggressive high risk investments thank god i remember to say that (laughs) yes i mean the dollar amount so if you're going to buy you know you know if you're on a dollar cost average budget to invest you know as much money as possible into what you're going to put into not get into high risk investments from an aggressive standpoint
0: so he means put more money into the market yeah. he doesn't mean put all your money into, into a market. penny stock yes. okay yeah
1: right yeah and by the way i did not put all my money and people want how much did we put i did not put all my money in again the emergency fund did not get touched so again i'm, I'm okay all right and then <laughs> okay because that's going to put you in the and this is what again I, y'all y'all don't be ready yet cuz y'all y'all just study selfishly for yourself when you invest as early and as aggressively as possible, that's going to put you in the best position to slow down your investing in the future. Because now you got your compound interest to compensate. not it can't it doesn't compensate obviously if you're not investing, but you have that compound interest churning for you. So let's say you do like unfortunately, let's say you know one of your your children has to get you know let's say they get cancer, right? And so now you have you have to these to get money back into your budget. It's to, you know, stop doing your retirement because obviously, you know, you can't take up another job usually because you got to do these medical appointments now. Right. Hopefully you, your child doesn't get cancer. Hopefully your child does not get cancer. However, if that does happen, because it will happen to somebody, um, hopefully your investments, like I said, that 100K mark. But, you know, you've been aggressively investing. And if need be, you can just no no more investing. You know, just again, obviously, this is the most dire situation, but you would have the emergency fund saved. You know, your job's not you're not in danger of losing your job Mm -hmm. and you've got this money here for anything extra that you need just to help sustain you uh, through this period, you know, because your um, your employer may not cover all the uh, medical bills or they will to a point. Right. I mean, you know, it can be different depending on what you have. Right. But by starting investing early and aggressively, you'll be in that position to where if need be, you can uh, stop investing to your retirement, not pull it out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not withdraw early from your retirement, but you can stop investing into it. That that's the one. That's the one thing y'all don't y'all won't realize it until you're there. And I'm not an told you so, person. This is why I say you need to get out of debt as fast as possible and start aggressing as far as dollar amount as fast as possible. So if and it's, again, it not it might not be you, but it's it is going to be somebody again. That ninety nine percent one percent. So some it happened to somebody, and for those people, again, it's gonna. It, unfortunately, it's not gonna. It might not be on your team, but it's gonna be. You know, it's uh, what are your three people away from knowing everybody on the planet?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Exponential growth. So you know, it, you, you're likely gonna know somebody who gets impacted from the situation, and again, building up the community, all that crap y'all be talking about. This is this is why I'm saying that because so, someone you know, their child is going to get cancer, and I would recommend you do what you can to put them in the best financial situation so they can withstand that financially obviously that situation that occurs that is why i say this because then because you gotta be ready you gotta be ready okay that's it you good that's it now good. now we're not done yet we're not done yet because we did what you can't invest so what's the what's the second the last one right there
0: we need to transfer into generational we gotta wealth.
1: transfer into generational wealth again 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 See, i put it like this. I got I got more stuff. I I didn't skip over some things, but you know, I shorted some things down because I was like, one, I didn't memorize it, so I was just gonna keep reading it. Okay, we're gonna transfer now. Because remember, I talked about this was just building wealth. This is for you and your spouse. This is none of the I mean, obviously this is for your children, right? Make sure their money when they inherit it. But this is just about you. I talked a little bit about RMD required minimum distribution, right? So when you turn 72, right? Which means what? you about to die. Which means what? It's about time to transfer this wealth to the next
0: generation. I don't think we're supposed to keep telling people they're about to die, Corey. Oh, you to got be- to I I say I say I, I, say, I, I th- know it's going to happen, but I mean, I don't think we're supposed to be like, "Oh, you're about to die." Like 72, like we're supposed to speak longevity into people's lives, man. 100 100. No, 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 no. Well, this All is
1: right. this is okay,
0: you can do you can
1: do your episode. <laughs> When I get this, I'm
0: working on keeping people alive yeah, as yeah, long yeah, as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: But I'm talking about from a, then tax, stamp, a tax standpoint. I I a yeah, tax Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know you're just messing with me. No, but uh, yeah. We'll put it like this. Some people don't know, and then, and then they die, and then the money's messed up. But yeah. So RMD that is for your 401k, and it may be for your traditional IRA, but it's definitely for your 401k. So when you turn 72, you are required to take a minimum distribution. Out of your four hundred one k, it's not a fixed amount. It's a fixed formula based on how much money you have. So there's no particular dollar amount uh, per person. If you have a Roth uh, four hundred one, no, excuse me, Roth IRA, there a Roth IRA has no required minimum distribution. So you can just keep that money in there. So again, let's say you have the Roth IRA and you have the four hundred one k. When we talk about that dying longevity. Hopefully, you don't even have to touch your Roth IRA so that money can just sit there. Again, generational wealth. I'm talking about you invest in 20, 30, 40 years. But if that Roth IRA, you invested for 40 years and you ain't got to touch it, Mm -hmm. then you leave it all behind. And now that growth is what? Not 40. Then it's 50. But LeBron State, not one, not two, not three. It's 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 plus years. And if you start running compound interest on 100 plus years, y'all going to be like, wow, Corey, it's a billion dollars. Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Depending on how much money it is. So that's when you look at from that standpoint as we're transferring over to the generational wealth. Now, (laughs) your house. Okay. All right. I mean, this is mainly stop. Remember, I'm transitioning because remember, you're going to have a house at this at your old age. Have I said this before? I should have put this first i said i said not retiring with the mortgage do not retire with the mortgage it's unfortunate if you have older parents don't don't ask my, they have to keep working to the mortgage is paid off because if they don't they have to liquidate their retirement to pay the mortgage that was not the point of investing in retirement is not for your mortgage so that that's now you're playing the game the wrong way <laughs> okay but your house as an asset we talk mostly not most all about stocks here remember i talked about last time about the house right about the equity and the assets and the liabilities.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: when you let's say you put fifty thousand dollars on your house right okay your house doesn't go up in fifty thousand dollars you don't have a three hundred thousand dollar house and now it's worth 350 what you do is if you have a lien on it right you decrease your liabilities by fifty thousand dollars so technically in that case your net worth wouldn't change because all you did was take something in your assets category Mm -hmm. and you moved it over to the liabilities nothing has changed gotcha that's why I talk about don't look at your primary residence here right don't handle the same way you have a handle an investment property because you don't make you don't make money the same way however something like stock obviously your net worth would be the same you should take the 50k and just put it in stocks but that does have the chance to truly appreciate in value so don't don't mix them up the same when we talk about these houses when we get into retirement. Gotta have it paid off. Don't look at to uh, dumping money into your house as the same way. You know, I put 50k in stocks and I put 50k on my mortgage. That is not the same thing. So don't don't look at it that way when we talk about making wealth in this case and transitioning to the generational wealth. Because if you again, black people, y'all a lot of y'all don't be talking with your parents, it's, it would be on them. But about the estate process, right? I sort of be messing with my parents now. But again, I this, this why this is why i be talking about the deaf stuff. I'm going to bury my parents. That is what they want. <laughs> right. Okay. So, who I have one brother who was going to be handling, they're not going to be here. And I would like to know about it now and not when I'm mourning them. <laughs> right. So, again, general. We, it, is, we,
0: it is selfish to leave, leave behind a stressful situation we, when you pass. We're
1: transferring right here. And then these other communities, if you don't think they'd be discussing. You know what? Especially when they have a business, like, and they're going to inherit the business. I need. I, I if I'm about to be majority owner, I get to know everything. Right. <laughs> so you might as well just tell me now. So that's the one thing in the black community. Then a little transfer to generational wealth. Not saying that you got to be mean to your parents, but if they talking about you about to have something, then okay, tell me at least give me you know some type of estate planning and things of that nature. Just so it's not I find out at, literally when you die. I mean, wh- why would I want to know then? This is not power. Spoiler <laughs> alert! <laughs> nah, it was advertised. He got shot. It was advertised. He died.
0: I mean, you just told him now. I don't and a I, I, I spoiler.
1: spoiler. I said spoiler. I mean, I already said it before
0: the spoiler. That's why <laughs> yeah. I said it again. It's all good.
1: Right. Okay, so that's how that works. And then, oh yeah, so I said already did it in the retirement investing. See, I got so much stuff double here to make sure about that. Temp, uh, about investing uh, that seven hundred twenty k. If you make sixty k, that ten to twelve times, and avoiding those target date funds. I'm saying that again to say. Like I said, you don't want to spend all the money you have invested for your retirement because if you leave that money and then it gets to grow, like I said, that changes from 20 to 30 to 40 years to 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 plus as far as compound interest, okay? And then, yeah, when you get to retire, you still wanna have that money money growing. You never actually wanna take away from the principal balance. And then the last two things, or three things, estate planning. You have to set up your estate in short, if you're not going to have, I think I said this, if you're not going to have over $10 million, you, you does, that's what the ta- that's where the threshold is for estate mm-hmm. planning taxes. It really kind of doesn't matter what it's going to be because the, the tax situation is in your benefit um, from that standpoint. But if you're looking to get over $10 million, yep, you, you need to have it squared away. Unfortunately, not for. It, this goes by, I guess, by the president. When Obama was in office, it was five million dollars a person. So if you're married, that's why I said ten million dollars. And then when Trump was in office, I think it still is this now. It was pushed up to about eleven million dollars. So it was twenty-two million if you're married, which is why I said ten million though. So you're you're safe no matter what. Right. So this does depend on you know whatever our government decides to set it at. Okay. And then oh yeah, same thing. All right. Then the last thing to transition, because I didn't even talk about kids and investing to your kids' college fund. 529s, ESAs, or upmas. I'm gonna get that generational wealth, but that's when you would actually be investing into your children or the next generation. So ESA, like I said, education savings account. Then a 529. I don't. That's. I think that's a section in the tax code. It's probably a section in <laughs> the tax code. That's another college uh, savings plan. And um, if you you can use that money for college expenses, and you don't have to um you don't have to pay taxes on it. ESA does have a $2000 contribution limit. Yes, $2000. I don't know the amount of college is on pace to be like 40-50k a year in 18 years. So obviously 2000 probably not going to get you there. <laughs> right, that's $36,000. Um they do also have an income limit. It's $220,000, but a 529 per does... person. No, household income. Household. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then um on top of that, in the 529, there is no income limit, but you do um what is it? Uh, I think the cap is about fourteen thousand or five thousand dollars. This this changes as as inflation increases. They increase these amounts. That's why I don't really know what they are because they all it's always changing. But it's around that. The one thing with the the five twenty nine ESA, you can't use them both for the same thing. When it comes to even though they're both college savings plans, you can't. They both don't have the same rules for what you can spend the money on when it comes to attack um attack situation. For college expenses. Um, also, on top of that, five twenty-nines are state-based, and you can get open a five twenty-nine in a, a state you don't live in. So you can live in Maryland and get a five twenty-nine. You know, in Florida, you would have to do your research. Obviously, again, you'd be working with an investment professional here to figure out the five twenty-nine that's you know best for you. Um, and then also, the great thing about a five twenty-nine, here we go. <laughs> now, crazy money. So your ch- your child goes to college at eighteen, right? So if you're investing for them, you can only invest for eighteen years. What if I said you can invest for 20 years for them? How can I invest for 20 years for an 18-year-old? Well, for a 529, you can open it up in your name and then you can transfer it to your kid. <laughs> so for those you do that planning, remember proper planning prevents poor performance, <laughs> right? You ain't make no plans for your portfolio or them p's, that's a 7 p's, right? You could if you want to, you can start investing for your child before they get here and that's why this is the transition to the generational wealth you are going to be investing money before before, the P, before, your grand, the P, before your grandchildren get here and before the person your grandchildren is going to marry even get here. You can start having money set aside for them. That's the transition to the generational wealth. I guess they both got to be this long because the generational wealth stuff is way longer than this.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just got to start thinking ahead, y'all. That's, that's ultimately what, what the, the transition, I think, alludes to.
1: Yes. Locked and loaded. Think piece. Let's go. This is gonna be real quick, huh, That's what he said. Anyways, <laughs> I always remember. <laughs> I always make this joke. Ultimate sidetrack here. I think is what anything over five minutes is making love. Whenever. <laughs>
2: wait, hold oh no, on, wait, um, wait, wait,
1: wait, <laughs> Go ahead, Get my back. But no, you're good. This is about, this is about to be. <laughs> this is about to be wild. Start it I, started off wild. Go ahead. What I say is, nah, anything over two. Man. minutes. <laughs> That's what they say. It's five minutes. I said nah, two minutes. I said what you do? What we doing? They, they about to hit you with the. The
2: lies, the lies lie. lie. <laughs> Hey, I
1: gotta go make this money. Yeah. <laughs> hey, she sitting in there. They like women like two minutes. No oh, God. The... <laughs> no God,
2: please
1: no, no, no. <laughs> hey, best two minutes of your life. Cause I'm gonna be there when I'm done. I'm gonna be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, goodness! Man. Why did Corey say this? Because we talk about generational wealth. How the kids go say, like, "No, I'm joking." <laughs> okay, I think they
0: got here. So let me
1: All right, thank peace. Because we're gonna be done at two 2- two thirty. All right, thank peace. You need to do your research before you start investing. Remember, rule one to investing is to have money, obviously, because you can't invest without it. Oh, I forgot. I Should have said this. There are apps out there where you can invest into the stock market, but with fake money or paper money. So you can you get it's not you're not gonna make no money because it's fake money, but it does exactly what the stock market is gonna do. So you can do that for those of you want to get started, but you know start learning, but you don't want to spend money yet. You can download apps and like there you can reload the money on. You know you can make yourself have 99 billion dollars. You know, so it's it's, you know, it's pretty much a video game. So you can do that. But so for the think piece, do your research, do your research, do your research. You need to plan, plan, plan for this. And also go with your gut feeling after you've done the research, obviously. Trust your gut feeling. So if you're saying ah, I shouldn't do this, it's OK. Don't do it. It's all right. And again, like I said, accept the plan that you make and accept the results from your plan. And then if you want better results you need to make a better plan so you need to do more research it might involve you spending money either investing in yourself or investing in an investment professional which you would have to do the research on as well because you don't want to get got for your money okay and then <laughs> oh i'm not lot about the two minute the two minute two i'm gonna do this one quick this is supposed to be bumped up here we go we we'll transition to generational wealth this is the last thing no nah, i'm a teaser right there i'm gonna put on the other one Cause we're already too deep in. Cause I talked about the 300k income. We want to leave that for generational wealth. So when I talk about relationships and how you pick somebody, yep, that's it.
0: Man, we let's give Corey a round of applause for all that information. Man, I know that's a lot, <laughs> but he did a great job. <laughs> Even get a couple of air horns for that. You know what I'm saying? We gotta get a couple, a couple of those. Oh,
1: did a great job, bro. We appreciate that. I appreciate my brother. Let's give a round of applause for Jordan. Where's that? Thank, Thank you, sir.
2: Yes.
1: Thank That'd Jordan be- for uh, 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 vaulting the fitness information because we got a whole bunch of fitness questions still.
0: But we got y'all. They're they coming. Right. Don't think. It. Answers are coming later. But right. we got to get this. This is important. Yeah, right. and that's the reason why we taking the time to give you this information. Right. Corey is taking the time to give you this information. <laughs> All right.
1: Yeah. I just want to admit because I've got the questions here. I'm just going to read them out loud. So I did. We had questions about penny stocks. I answered that. We had questions about what are crucial investing mistakes. I sort of went over that about your risk tolerance, things of that nature. I gave
0: you two hundred and twenty, or <laughs> sorry, two hours and twenty six minutes
1: <laughs> of information. Uh, then it's uh, how do you go about picking a broker? Oh, I didn't really answer. I did answer that, but not really. It uh, it doesn't. Um, you did. It did. But I, I asked you that question. Yeah, but I thought of like something else. It doesn't doesn't really matter the broker you pick. They're essentially all the same. What matters is the account you open, which is what I went over. But if you're saying, should I pick? you know fidelity or vanguard it again the 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 stock market is the is <laughs> is what you're trying to access to and few of them have access to you know different stocks but you know vanguard and fidelity both have access to apple i promise you <laughs> i know because i have them both but as far as you know which one to pick cuz i didn't really answer that you would long term investing i would pick a company if you're trying to invest for 40 years, I would not start investing for your long term investments with a company who hasn't been around for 40 years. So that's Robin Hood. That's all these new ones that popped up. I would not put your long term invest- I would not put money with someone who you want in 40 years with someone who hasn't been here for four years. That's just that's just me. Now again, none of the money's insured anyway. However, I did read if they do go bankrupt, they would transfer somewhere else because it's technically in the stock market. I don't want to know how that plays out because I d I don't know. I didn't want to keep researching that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't. want to know what happens if somebody goes out of business. But yeah, the, the pick one, I went over what you actually need. It's the type of savings account that you're going to open where your money sits before you actually use that to buy into the stock market. I did go over that. Yeah. Then we went over. We okay. talked
0: about the products. You also talked about, you know. Yeah, the products. They do yeah, yeah, yeah. These are not. Yeah. Yeah, same. shout out, Shout Look, like he was.
1: Shout out to my co i just The of I was look. Hey, you know
0: me. My brain is just fried. <laughs> I feel you, you. know, your job is to get the information out. My job right. is to thread it. You know, right. make sure we slide in the, the questions that people want to answer. It. All right? right? I got you.
1: And then, oh, pros and cons of index stocks versus individual stocks. Or, index, again, let's just say fund. And they said index stocks. They're not there's I'm going to meet this person. So let me know who did this. I might clarify this in person, gotcha. but um, for the housewarming. But there's no such thing as index stocks. This might have been a typo because Jordan can't spell, so I'm not. I'm not going to blame you just yet. Then if he said he copy and pasted it though, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But there's no such thing as index stocks. It would be index funds. But like I said, there are index funds, ETFs, and mutual funds, and just view them as funds. And then there are individual stocks. And remember, you can um, you can uh. Funds are just made up of single stocks. So every every um, all funds are single stocks, but all single stocks aren't funds, right? So if you look at, like I said, an S&P 500 fund, it is going to have single stocks in it because that's what makes up a fund. Um, and then index, it mirrors, like I said, these index I talked about. I forgot to mention REITs because they're a little bit different, um, but those give you monthly uh, dividend returns. So there's something to make it. we talk about making money. Those, are, they give you monthly dividend returns. You can look into that. Because I already went over dividends um, in an earlier one. And then I already went over crypto. So, yeah, I just want to make sure I mention those questions just so I I know I said I did it
0: because <laughs> I've said so much. <laughs> and we appreciate y'all asking questions. Y'all yes. really do. Thank we you for the questions. Had five Keep questions. We had five questions.
1: We had five questions today for finance and investing.
0: But that means y'all are listening, you know, being active and actively engaged. We appreciate that. All yes.
1: Right? You know what our listeners are? Perfect. <laughs> Y'all, listen. The skills are. It's over nine thousand. <laughs> oh my goodness! Last disclaimer: I'm not a financial advisor. Take this with every single grain of salt. Um, you know when you you fall down, they throw the alcohol on it. This is what you need to take it with, like that. No. <laughs> oh no. my goodness! I can't believe I did this. Good? Thank God we have two weeks off. It's like I've been good. I've been good to go right after this. No. <laughs> I just need a break. But yeah, did you did you did you have anything? Because I know you said you hopped in. Do no, you have anything?
0: I, I think I think I'm good. I'm, you know I'm gonna come back and ask questions. Oh yeah, like no, that, I mean yeah. that would be offline. But okay. no, this is a lot of information. This is good stuff. Again, <laughs> we appreciate you putting in the research, the time, the work. I know you care about your craft and you you put a lot of effort. For those who don't know, man, Corey, he's this is passionate. not my job. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> this is he, not my job. He's got a whole other nine to five, <laughs> but he's super passionate about finance. Yeah. He's like, my man's be on it. Like if he doesn't know, he'll he'll do the research you know and you know it is that it's impressive how much knowledge he's amassed since this whole thing is started. man i'm super proud of him and i'm definitely honored to be working with him and the results of the labor as you can see what we sitting in i mean it, it works man so shout out to him that's all sideline adventures yeah
1: yeah we'll do the shameless plug soon but that's when i was talking about cutting down the time y'all i didn't i didn't read the whole document <laughs> <laughs> and this took two and a half hours and by the way this is not everything i, I mean th- this is we didn't even talk it's about iceberg we didn't even talk about options
0: y'all know please long. i'm, I'm done. done i didn't Go. talk about calls and puts yeah, look, i didn't even mention that yeah don't don't look this is just uh, so y'all y'all were in the dark before now y'all have yeah, some type of light okay th- yes it's, it's up to you to do some additional research or ask this question and you know and then Corey will talk about calls and puts and options all right because yeah. those are the things you might need to know okay yeah
1: i but, mean what's likely going to happen since we're going to do less time the, the questions are going to be very in depth, so le- less questions will probably get answered. Right. That way, um, so I, I know the information is out there. That because when there's more time, I know I can just ramble and eventually say something. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I didn't even read. So you know, I was just, but I jumped ahead that section. I just started saying stuff. <laughs> That's how I was like, I oh, already said this whole section. But yep, shout out to Jordan. This my man's hundred grand. 100 bang, whatever i'm, yeah. I'm tired Ooh. we family yo. Hey, it I, a... I
0: went to sleep at five by the way did, oh see y'all let's y'all on even know and then, I, dro- got then I
1: drove an hour and then i gotta drive an hour back That's and he here.
0: ran this morning man that, I did so, this so, morning so this what does road. that mean he still made time for fitness <laughs> always got to squeeze a little bit of fitness in there all right all right you ready shameless plugs. shameless plugs. where can the people find you at Corey?
1: i am at sideline shoot i'm at this video <laughs> <laughs> I am at sideline underscore Corey. Oh, by the way, I hope, if, I t- if I talk too fast, I'll listen to this and I'll try to talk slower on generational wealth if I did do that. So please let me know because we have two weeks. So I want to, for this, I want to make sure I talk slower if I was talking too well, fast. What does that
0: mean you have to do? Leave us reviews, leave <laughs> yeah. us comments, like, let share, subscribe. I'm going to ask China.
1: She'll let me know. Of but course. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I'm at sideline underscore Corey. Again, that's sideline underscore Corey. Corey is spelled C-O-R-Y. That's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok.
0: Awesome. You can follow Jordan at Stop stalling J. That's S T O P S T A L L I N G J A Y on Everything.
1: Business Page.
0: Finally Fate 6 That's F I N A L 6 on I G and Facebook.
1: Then our YouTube is Corden in Full Effect. Again, Corden in full effect. <laughs> y'all y'all hit that like button. By hey, you know what I'm about to do I might put my cash up in here. Real talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not gonna do that. Hey. I'm not at the point where I can start charging money like that. Mm-hmm. I don't have the uh the
0: um The testimonials. Look, Um, y'all feeling generous. My cash up is the same as my at name. It's Stop Stalling (laughs) J. Mine is too. Sideline Corey. I don't even... Look. Put that dollar sign in front of it and y'all feeling generous. Drop something. There's no underscore because you couldn't put it in there. I said, if
1: you find somebody named Sideline Corey, let me know so it can be me because so you can... (laughs) But uh, yeah, Cordon in full effect is our YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe. right? Please like this video if you watch this whole thing and you're listening to this right now. Yeah. Thank you, China, because I know you're gonna like it. Uh, please it. leave a comment. She might leave a comment too, but she's probably gonna ask me questions about this. And then uh, China's like, oh. that's why yeah. I didn't want to mention you because exactly. uh, we have two personal China and hey. Jordan and myself. We squad, so it's like it's all the same squad. Yeah, we, when we it's a lot of the same synergy going on. But uh, yeah, China like she my Hennessy drinker. No. <laughs> yeah, Jordan is and, and we all gonna be in the that's same place in two weeks. Yeah, like man. Out <laughs> of my meds, but um, um yeah. Uh, like on there, subscribe, leave a comment. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts. Leave a rate and review. Please like and comment. Please give us feedback. Like I said, we will be off next week. So yes. for those of you complaining that this was too long, you can listen to the first hour in fifteen minutes. Then you can listen to the sex, act, sex, sex, the second hour. Oh yeah. Say less. There we you
0: go. Can listen, hey, I'm I'm coming. Hey. I'm locked in notice. Not, <laughs> <noticed>. <laughs> that <am lying. laughs> not but, with that team. Uh, g- no, uh, <laughs> hey, we gotta get out of here. All right, you gonna fall? Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: never mind. I'm not, I was gonna leave, never mind. I was gonna get in trouble with that. I was gonna play the FBI one, anyways. Um, but yeah, we'll be off next week, alright So you guys will have two weeks to listen to this since it's so long, and you guys will complain about it. But you said you wanted the finance information. See, now I got my energy back because I'm talking trash. Look, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, Cause y'all be asking me questions, and this is why I just do it long so y'all can stop asking me questions <laughs> in person. <laughs> I got other stuff to do. Um, but yeah, we'll be off two weeks. Then we'll be back. What is that? Uh, 8, 12 Nine nineteen.
0: We'll be back after that. Uh, twenty 26. twenty six. Yeah. Twenty
1: six. We will be dropping the generational wealth episode, episode fourteen, and then the following week, we'll be back to our regular schedule program. We'll do fitness and finance segments, but like I said, they'll be cut down. There'll be twenty five minutes for fitness, twenty five minutes of finance. Cause you guys have requested shorter forms, as this is two and a half hours, <laughs> All right? but uh yeah do you have anything else i think we good good i'm just now just got so much energy i've just been talking so long (laughs) stop me all right so you got it i got it right i would say yeah you said you wanted the intro not the outro
0: Nah. you got it look
1: (laughs) all right so remember to save more and say less and keep making better your best and we will catch y'all in the next one